My opener should definitely be about rap boss, right? Like definitely should be about rap boss. Um Yes. Hello, and welcome back to XP Waste, where we know that friends, romantic relationships, and life itself are temporary, but rap bosses forever. Hi, I'm Oxie. And I am Michael. If this is your first time tuning into XP Waste, we thank you for choosing to uh, come and hang out with us on this journey of uh, RuneScape content. Old school RuneScape content, that is, because we are a old school RuneScape podcast. And you're tuning in to arguably one of the best. So strap in and strap on. If last week was your first week, that's my thanks line. for coming back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming back. And if this week's your first week, <laughs> I would give it a while before you listen to last week's episode. Um, not too long, though. Anyway, if you're not new around here, uh, Rat Boss. It's kind of fun. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think for a entry-level pvm encounter mm, chef's kiss jagex that is arguably one of the best designed pieces of content for early game like early game pvm like seracnus who scurry scurrious is the king how are you oxy you know i'm i'm pretty good uh you mentioned last week's episode shout out to henny Annie mm. for for coming back and and having a great episode with us um i i think both her and i felt a bit off during the episode but the response we've gotten from you guys uh has made us both feel a lot better yeah you guys really did enjoy <laughs> the episode because uh, i think her and i were worried that like oh god we didn't do great so i'm really glad michael's uh hitting smelling salts i don't know what he's doing i have something in my right teeth so just oh, ignore me right, that's fine that's fine <laughs> Um, smelling salts that's what it looked like for a second you were like off in the corner oh but, no trying to uh <laughs> but yeah no this week i'm actually a part of uh i'm a part of a bingo um it started yesterday it's a with a group called raids bank Do you guys remember the wilderness podcast uh one of the former hosts heartless that's like his group of boys uh i'm on his team i got we got a couple tnl folks in there Ooh. mima ryukasin we're on it we're on an alt big team together um and it's gonna be a lot of fun it's not a home team bingo so i'm not gonna be like degening it like crazy and by the time this episode comes out the bingo ends in like a day mm. um but i'm having fun with it so far i'm currently afking elves for the enhanced crystal teleport seed because that tile sucks and i'm not going to be able to do anything super active while i record so hopefully we get that one done but other than that i have been mining this is the first episode in several weeks where i will not get a mining level on the episode Sag. i'm currently sitting at 124k away from 95 mining um oh getting up I, there dude i finally rallied the no to 95 mining not 94 mining um you said 95 but did i say 95 you did i don't know words are hard but uh I, I've rallied some of the troops here and there. We've we've taught a little bit of VM, um, which is funny because I'm not that good at VM. Uh, I know how to do e-girl roll, and I know how to do, like, A roll, uh, but I've had to learn how to do the B and C roll where you, like, run north or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so 
we're getting better at VM, uh, though the XP rates are definitely improved when you have a lot of people who know what they're doing and not one guy who thinks he knows what he's doing trying to explain to people who don't. That was me, because I'm not good at VM. I'm a VME girl. I am, for someone who does, like, has the history of doing the content that I have done, I've killed every boss in this game more than once, right? Uh, which, like... You know, it is something of an achievement, I guess. I am a pillow princess when it comes to combat in this game. I want to be e-girl at Theater of Blood. I want to be melee hand at Chambers of Zarek. I, you know, if we don't have to run insanity, we that's that's fine. I won't run insanity, but like, I'm I don't do upset stomach. I don't do what's the other really shitty one that I don't like. There's another real oh mind the gap. I don't like mind the gap. Not because I can't handle it, because I don't want to. I don't want to pay attention with mine. The gap turned on. I'm a pillow princess in I th- PVM. I think you mean passenger princess. Nope, pillow princess. And mm. if if I, trust me, I know what it means, and I think it's I correct. Don't think and it, it's, it, correct. it's in VM too. It's nope. in. I'm just gonna lay back <laughs> and let somebody else do all the work and have a good fucking time. <laughs> That's yep. That is me. When doing um, when doing uh, <laughs> VM too, I think E girl is my favorite role. But yeah, I'm we're getting close to mining. Uh, people are telling me to not set a max date. People are telling me to like actually not you know just focus on mining because I'm gonna hate myself. And they're probably right. But honestly, uh, if I get this done, I just it, it feels like this is gonna be truly the biggest holdback. Like I've said it once, I'll say it again. If I can get this dog shit skill out of the way, uh, I don't think we're going to run into an issue. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I, it's the slowest one. It's the one that I like the least. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm never motivated to be like, oh, I'm going to get on and do mother load mine. Like, I'm, I don't know. I think the one thing I need to improve is I need to get, I've said it, how many times have I said I need to get like an iPad or something? Yeah. Um, at my old job, I used to be able to bring my laptop in, and I probably could at this job too because my schedule is so light. But I'm new; I don't really want to do that. Yeah, um, that makes sense. But I could probably pull off an iPad. You know, because that's what I need to like. If I can consistently do like star mining, it's not great XP, but it takes a big chunk out of you know takes little chunks slowly slowly but surely out of the XP that I need over, you know, a couple hours during the workday. And then when I get home, if I want to raid or something, I don't have to be like, you know, sorry, dear, I have to go sit at MLM for 200k XP. You know, I can (laughs) can justify doing something else. But exactly. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting at. And I, I did kill rat boss. I think I have 69 rat boss KC at the time of recording on my main account. Um. And we'll get into it because we're gonna talk about the the winter summit. It's good. It's good. How have you been, Michael? What have you been up to? Uh, this week has been pretty light on the gaming. I will say, I I feel for the first time I feel like in a long time I feel content not playing video games every second of every day, and I, I I'm partially equating that to like leagues burnout and then also just wanting to like play games less Mm -hmm. and i'm doing it so there are times where like you know 
for instance, I wake up at 6 a.m. and I have 30 minutes to myself-ish in the morning where I can just sit on the couch and do whatever. And then I wake my son up uh, for school. And so usually I would pull out the laptop or the iPad and just do whatever for 30 minutes on on OSRS. But now I find myself just being more content to like sit there on my phone or or uh, do whatever, you know. Um, I, it doesn't feel like there's a need to like log in. And that's intentional for me, which has been great. But that means that uh, I've just, I don't have much of a, a games update. I think I did, uh, last night I, I, I logged on and did some Zalcano. Uh, the reason I haven't played much of any video games, much less any RuneScape, is like I was editing a lot <laughs> this last week since, since the last time we recorded that Hanani episode. Um, you both swear like sailors. And uh, yep. I, halfway through, I was like, I've already committed to, to bleeping out these F words. I don't want to bleep any more of them, but I've committed and it would feel weird just to stop doing it halfway. So I think I had to see it the through. only because I also edited one of our Hernani episodes. I think the the only time that I swore more um, was episode 99. I think episode 99. Yeah, when I was drunk really drunk was the only time that i that i had to bleep out more than um hanani and i the first time we edited yeah and i had well you had to do a lot because hannah and i really do swear a ton especially <laughs> when we're around each other yeah you swear all the time you let go a little so, bit like yeah you throw in some of the ones that don't necessarily need to be there like uh, you don't swear a lot when it's just me and you yeah because i know that you and i it, it's so it's so frustrating to like this the pro- the process of editing these podcasts are not that difficult you know it's mostly just cleaning it up to the mm-hmm. point where it it sounds really good and it flows really well or really well in the sense of like you're familiar with how michael and i speak yeah like for example there was a period of time michael was like can you stop saying uh so much? And I'm like, that's, that's a good question, dog. Probably not. I, I don't know how to how to change the way I talk, right? Because like, that's how I have conversations um, with like folks in therapy, things like that. You know, it's just not that I'm therapizing you guys. If I am, just get over it. That'll be 150 bucks per episode. <laughs> um, uh, and I will bill retroactively too. Okay. Oh, um, but. It's when you have to stop and pause the episode and find the fuck word and go in and get it out of there and put the little sensor beep in like once or twice every episode isn't terrible. But when you have to do it like a hundred times, it sucks. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's why I try to keep it a little bit more. A little less potty mouth. Like, yeah, like they're saying in the recording booth chat, te- uh, te- a little less potty mouth. Tiki asked, uh, why bleep them out when it's not being monetized? I mean, that's not necessarily true. Like it's a Michael thing. We do monetize them to some extent, but it's more so like wanting to keep the show to a certain extent family friendly. Like a lot of our, not a lot, but we do have a good portion of the listeners who have kids or their parents. And I want to be able to, I want people who have kids or who maybe are uncomfortable with swearing uh to like feel like they could just put us on in the living room you know and and like listen with their family not that we want to be like 
a Christian family Minecraft server, but like I have a kid, so I I feel like it's it's a bit different. Um just yeah. we we've done it since the beginning and why stop now? Um, the funniest part about the whole thing is Michael doesn't even say f- so the only person that ever gets bleeped out on the show is me. Do you guys ever notice that? If you're listening for a while and you don't know Michael and I personally, have you ever noticed that? The only person <laughs> who ever gets bleeped out are myself and our guests. <laughs> Michael never says anything that needs to be censored on the show. Never. So every, it's censored, but nothing that comes out of his mouth needs to be censored. It's just we got to keep Oxy in check. <laughs> on a, on a personal level, I am... So I guess we'll dive you know we'll uh we'll uh what's that called yeah you were you were editing you were editing this week that's what you were doing a lot of that's how we yeah. got here so we'll tangent off a bit here for a second i grew up in a christian homeschool family and like i had li- i literally had my mouth washed out with soap for saying the word damn when i was young so like it's been ingrained in me since i was a child that swearing is like not a good thing and only recently have i started to you know shed away that that belief and i say now which is kind of it's not a huge thing right people cuss all the time but like i'm gonna bleep that word out oh okay (laughs) i'm gonna bleep that word out so people don't know what it is i think it's so much worse people cuss all the time and i don't usually so like i i there are a plethora of of cuss words that i say now and the f word is just not one that i feel like I'm ready to Frick! to put into my vocabulary. Maybe one day. Because my wife cusses. But she doesn't cuss around me. And I feel like maybe I'm holding her back in some sense. You know? Um, I did say something about Greg Abbott earlier. And uh, fuck Greg Abbott. <laughs> he said he would fuck Greg Abbott. It was real weird. No, I won't. Please no. Uh, anyway. <laughs> that's why i don't cuss um anyway runescape right guys <laughs> i didn't play much games i wanted to play some boulders gate but uh i also uh, maybe i just don't want to sit at my pc i think that's maybe a big portion of what i'm feeling like i don't want to sit at my computer for several hours because i was editing Literally, I think I it took me like six to eight hours to edit that podcast. And it was only a three hour, three and a half hour podcast. So it was a long time. <clears throat> but today, today is a new day. It's a new episode. And we're going to be talking about one of the biggest things that's happened recently in old school RuneScape. And that is the winter summit. I don't really count. January is winter, but I guess it's like if there is a time for the season, it's like spring is not around. Stop it. <laughs> how okay. No, Michael's cadence of the seasons. This is how you know my man, my man's corporate right here, and it doesn't make any fucking sense. We're talking about dates for spring going. I chucked out a date idea, and he's like, Is that even in the spring? I said, May is in the spring, motherfucker. He said, Mm, I don't know. The fact that you just said I don't consider January winter, what do you consider it? Well, the fact that it's like it was like 60 degrees yesterday, I don't know. 
So because you live in a hot ass state, yeah. it's not winter? Yeah. That's the weirdest yeah. thing. I've Water ever is wet. <laughs> it's it's so raining. So rainy. Because Texas, guys, listen, your life experience is different than mine. And I can have a unique life experience, okay? Don't come at me. But you can have a unique life experience with the societal precedent that January, February, March, and arguably also December are all winter months. Did you just say March Granted, is winter? March is literally spring. Oh, honey, I forgot you don't live, you live in Texas. You don't, you don't know what the March snowstorms are like. Oh, my God. You can still have snow in the spring. Well, okay, the you end of March. Yeah, it doesn't snow in the spring. You don't know what the April snowstorms are like. I see Chaos Cleric typing in the chat. He knows exactly what I'm talking about right now because he and I live in the same state. Uh, yeah. Spring but doesn't come around until it feels like good it. Thing, uh, good thing global warming isn't real, right, guys? Uh, so the winter summit happened. I have to be a, a bit more quiet now because I can hear my son. He's uh, going to take a nap, so... Maybe you have the, the doors and turn them ASMR, <laughs> ASMR, Michael. Winter summit. Please don't do that. <laughs> Michael's gonna—he's gonna get one of those like ear microphone attachments and like suck on it. <laughs> Listen, if it makes money Ooh. for people, get, yeah, get your say, bag we're gonna start queen. making a shitload more money from the show. Get your bag queen. <laughs> So what was your favorite thing from the summit? I know we did a live reaction so people can like go watch that if they want to see us have yeah. in the moment stuff. This is kind of like a, uh, a, a winter summit postmortem. So, well, let's just, I don't, I don't really care to go in any order, honestly. I think we should, could just free ball it. Unless you want to go in an order. I mean, I'm not really looking at order. I'm looking at the roadmap. I think we should cover, we touch on like everything on the roadmap, maybe like at least for a little bit, just like see how we're feeling about it. Mm -hmm. I think probably the coolest reveal was like obviously while Guthix sleeps. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those like, this is, I don't know if anyone else, <laughs> Fear Garden says spend at least 20 minutes on Dead Man mode. I swear to God, the Winter Summit was so, so long. This time around, I oh my god! I, think, I know we talked about it last week, but like, dude, we do not need a bajillion year interview after every single topic because sometimes it's like Dead Man is coming back. We promise it's not going to be broken this time. Awesome, we'll let you cook. So I um, think you're in. I may be wrong about this, but I think I'm right. I think the only reason that you are having you had an issue with the length. Is because you had a date, like you had Bro, somewhere to be. Have, so, like, you have places to. If be. you didn't have anywhere long. to go, I think you would have been like, "That was the best summit ever." All the content, like you, there was that like added outside element that See, was really giving a lot of pressure. To, I don't. For you to I don't not... even. I don't agree with that because even while we were watching the Varlamore stuff, I remember like I think I said, and Tiki also said about in in the chat, like, "Bro, we've known Varlamore has been coming for like eight months." Like, can we wrap this section mm, up? Yeah. Like, all the stuff you guys are talking about, the stuff that we already know is going to be there. And I think this is... It It definitely applies to While Guthic Sleeps, and I think it kind of applies, applies to the summit a little bit more broadly. None of it really felt like a 
big surprise. Mm. None of it, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like, none no, of it yeah. I feel really, that. like... I feel that. I think it's because we, we maybe knew that While Guthix Sleeps was coming, or we at least suspected While Guthix Sleeps was coming, right? Like, they have set it up so well over the last couple of months. You know, they gave us Desert Treasure 2, which is a continuation of the, the one branch of the Majra storyline. And then the, is it Path of Gluffrey that came out with the Terror Birds? Yes. There's a whole segment at the end of that quest where the, the weird Hazelmere dwarf is like, oh shit, I have a vision of nine people going to fight a great deity and most of them are going to die. Wonder what that's all about. And that's while Guthix sleeps. Oh. <laughs> like they've already put it in the game. Oh, I didn't know that. Right? That's cool. They've already, they've already referenced it in canon in old school. And then you have people like, you know, Tiki runs uh, the Clue Hunter community. So the people who found like, um, you know, the cards you can throw at people, the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure his group was a part of that, right? Um, his group may have been the ones that solved it. So when you have people who are in that sect of the community who are like, oh yeah, the story beats point to the direction of this quest coming out and it's out in the wild for months. And then they announce like, it's big surprise, guys. It's coming your way. <laughs> it just doesn't... It's not that it's not exciting. This quest is going to be absolutely bussin'. I am very excited of the story because, you know, I love the story in this game. I, Mod Ed is going to cook up something beautiful for us. The, the combat, I don't know how they're going to do the boss combat after that. You released four of the single most difficult solo encounter quest bosses and then capped it off with a final boss fight that had me mauling. And we had to fight the assassin like five times. I don't know how you top combat in Wild Gothic Sleeps. No, I've n I never did it in RS3. Mm. So I don't actually know the story. I don't know about Lucian. I don't know not most of the stuff that is going to be involved in the quest. I don't know what combat is involved. We know Tormented Demons are coming. Issue with Tormented Demons is they're basically demonic gorillas that dropped dragon claws yeah so the question is what do they do with claws do they move claws to the tormented demon table which i don't know if they should or shouldn't i i just feel like the general sentiment for me with this summit was everything they talked about wasn't new none of it they gave us dates for stuff which like cool the only stuff that would have been relatively new was the wilderness update part two stuff where they add the new multi-combat hotspot but they stuck it in there with dead man mode and everyone was like, okay. I think that's like the, the community's reaction at this point to dead man is like, mm, cool. Like I'm just looking back at also at the summer summit page, right? The chambers of Zarek changes were brand new. The path of Gluffrey was brand new. They announced a brand new format for dead man mode off the rip. And they got that out of the way. They got the PVP, out of the way immediately. They announced a new expansion to woodcutting, a forestry thing. Halloween event, whatever. Who, who cares? They announced a new league. People were shitting themselves yeah. that they're doing Trailblazer again. Mid-level PVM update. They kind of briefly touched on what they wanted to do. And then they said, by the way, Varlamore is officially coming to old school RuneScape. And like, holy shit. 
even looking at the winter summit last year they said they did they, they did all the announcements and they said here's this brand spanking new quest that none of you were expecting the general public was not expecting yeah and and there's a new prayer book right because right. it was old school's first new blink yeah Tiki says, I was expecting it. I don't mean you. You are in the clue he, hunter he did community. Say the general Tiki. public. <laughs> the general that's why I specify the general public. Like it's like the people who are looking for this shit obviously know about it, but like I think it was DT2 came as a, a big surprise to at least to me, I feel like every a lot of folks I talked to were not expecting a, a Desert Treasure 2 sequel um in old school. I don't know. I just think the winter summit was cool but i wasn't as like blown away this time because i feel like i knew what everything was gonna be yeah. you know going back to your point about combat in uh while gothic sleeps yeah while gothic sleeps still probably the highlight of the summit yeah. i'm not gonna lie it, though, it was a great trailer it was really good yeah even though we probably could have guessed it was coming without the actual summit to your point that like how do you top desert treasure 2 i think it sets a a dangerous dangerous precedent that every quest no matter what has to top the last one mm -hmm. so while gothic sleeps could just be a great grandmaster quest while leaving desert treasure 2 as a hard and difficult pvm encounter grandmaster quest like while gothic sleeps could be more focused on the story and have some difficult uh pvm but I'm, yeah. I'm interested to see what they what the rewards will be. If it's not Dragon Claws, which would be very interesting if it is, uh, what is it? Like, what's the point? If it's because that is a precedent that they have set that you can't really uh, steer away from right now is that most of the Grandmaster quests, actually all of the Grandmaster quests, give some sort of end game or quality of life benefit to your account. And it's not just a pointless, like, you finish the quest, here's an XP lamp, you know? So is it going to have a best in slot item? Is it going to have a new weapon? Is it going to have a new boss tied to it? What are we going to see? Usually the, the trend we've seen from the GMs that have come out is the quest itself will give you a pretty healthy portion of XP. They might give you a trinket or two, but what they unlock is the ability to get best in slot gear. Yeah. They don't give it to you off like off the completion. They give you access to get the current best in slot backpack yeah. they give you you know one of the strongest range weapons in the game mm -hmm. they give you access to go get that they give you access to an entire city's worth of content they give you access to get the the four strongest pieces of jewelry in the game right or they give you bosses that give you a bunch of unique upgrades with desert treasure 2 yeah I think that's got to be what Guthic Sleeps or while Guthic Sleeps gives. But the question is how, you know, they, I think Tiki mentioned the new prayer system, which is probably what they're going to give mm. as like the major, the major uses. Cause that, that prayer thing I talked about, they pulled the community idea from Reddit. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I remember looking at that and going like, that's, yeah, that's unique. The God alignment prayers, you know? Yeah. Cause this would be what the first one and then any other, other, any other quests that can relate to a god, you would then unlock another piece of it. Was that the idea? That I mean, that could be it. They, I, there's definitely room for them to give like 
Desert Treasure 2, the Zarosian ones. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, honestly, they're... The low-hanging fruit is to give us Zamorak, Sardomen, and Guthics right off the rip. Um, so I think what I'm interested to see, because you definitely, the only one who really is kind of left out is Armadil. Because you could get the big three, Zami, Sarah, Guthics, Zaros with Desert Treasure 2, Seren with Song of the Elves, um, Bandos with Chosen Commander, whenever mm. that quest comes out. And then Armadil's the one that's left behind. So maybe Armadil can be the brand new OSRS God Wars Dungeon story quest that I've been asking That'd for. That'd be cool. Yeah. Where like the somebody unfreezes and you have to like help an aviancy back into like modern Ooh. society. You know, that could be fun. Yeah. That's how you get the the Armadillian prayer alignment. Um another thing another cool thing they could add with these god alignments, particularly with the five that relate to the God Wars dungeon, is how those prayers interact like maybe if you're sarah doman aligned you don't need to wear sarah doman gear Ooh. to the god wars dungeon because you're you're that's your god alignment is sarah doman and they just like you have you an know? aura that they see not that you're wearing a piece of clothing yeah not that yeah, yeah. not that there's like a visible whatever no, sure, you know, sure, you're not sure. like glimmering with light or anything weird like that but like when you have when you're attuned to a certain god's alignment those enemies in the god wars dungeon will no longer attack that'd be you. cool um, that'd be really but you cool. can still go fight the bosses. I think that would be that'd be pretty cool. They call you traitor. Traitor. That'd be sick. Yeah. Well, that could be. Yeah. I mean, you because you have to get kill count right, and it's just sort of like it, it frees up a couple like niche spots. Like it allows you to take you know, not worry about like grabbing the extra inventory space to carry a Saradoman item or a Zamorak item. It you know allows you to. We don't take Armadil. It's not best in slot anymore to go kill Kriara. So you don't have to worry about like an Armadil item if that's your thing. I mean, with some bosses, you use keys. I just think it's a neat little bonus yeah. that could, yeah. could be involved. And just walking around in the, in the room would make it less stressful, I guess. It's not really stressful. Yeah, it'd be, but like it'd be really get... good. It'd be really good for uh, ecumenical keys. Yeah. Oh yeah, going because you would the... you would go with the armadillo alignment, and you would just take like a, a priest robe, a zamorak monk top robe, and then like a war blessing with your blowpipe and your range cape, and then you don't have to worry about the armadillo item. I like as that. an example. I like that. That could be cool. And then it adds... be a fun little addition for them to add. Yeah, it adds more content to past quests or future quests. Like they could have another elf quest that explores a new conflict it doesn't have to be like uh, song of the elves doesn't have to be the penultimate they could explore a new uh, a new penultimate is is semi-final so it would be ultimate sorry it wouldn't have to be the ultimate the end game of that storyline wouldn't have to be the the avengers end game of elves could just be uh, no i guess Okay. I think if they're going with the elves, they have to start something totally new. Like, this is entirely tangential to Wild Gothic Sleeves, but I think if they wanted to explore the elves again for a quest line, we have to start a new conflict, and it, it has to be meaningful enough where Song of the Elves is a prerequisite. Because mm -hmm. that's a big ask. Unlike a kingdom divided, mm -hmm. Song of the Elves is a big ask for a prerequisite. Pre a prereq meaning... You would just need to have, like, you would have to have relationships with elves in Priftness for it to make sense. I mean, sense. if 
if yeah, if not, there's going to be an elven, if there's going to be an elven conflict, it doesn't make sense for you to be in Letia before the Priftinus yeah, conflict. Yeah. From like a story beat standpoint, to get involved with a different elven conflict, you know? Yeah. Like it just doesn't it just seems really disjointed and kind of like poorly grafted into the story yeah. but if it's after priftinus and maybe it's like a game of thrones like political intrigue the houses are you know in in dismay for whatever reason and we get the story behind a whole new house like maybe we get the cadron house instead of the ireworth house being evil or something mm. like that there's there's lots of different ways we could go with the elves i'm sure um but i think the barrier to continuing the elf story is song of the elves well i think it would be it would be really interesting to have a like a grandmaster quest be the requirement for a fetch quest and then you're building like you plateaued with with song of the elves and then you're building another layer but you have to have that foundation layer there and then that 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 fetch quest that comes with song of the elves as the requirement builds to another conflict that is eventually resolved in a, in another grandmaster quest cuz that's good storytelling I, it it is good storytelling. I I think it, it works better for like a movie or like that's a smaller what I'm thinking scale. Of. That's what I'm thinking because like, like that's this is because if you think about it, right? The idea of a of a plague ravaging half of a city that turns out to be fake and there's a mad king. That's a really good story beat. Yeah, that lays the foundation for what was until last summer the hardest quest in the game yeah right and that that's really good to build on that but once you take song of the elves once you take dragon slayer 2 or monkey madness 2 once you take these quests and make them requirements to build on another story we inch eerily close to like world guardian territory yeah we inch very very close exactly we inch very close to we're no longer just some guy who got asked to do one small favor. We're the guy. Yeah. We're the one who the whole world is relying on. Um, and I don't think they want to take it in that direction. So that's why I'd be a little concerned. I think they could do some like, like they could probably f- flesh out the characters in Prift Dennis with some like fetch quest or something like that. But almost like, like Baldur's Gate 3 or like Skyrim style, like, hey, go explore this dungeon or like, hey, the corrupted gauntlet is actually broken and now everything in there is black and you need to kill an even harder version of Hunleth cool. for this quest for the whatever family runs the, the gauntlet. Um, and then you get like background on all whatever, make them like a mini quest or something. Like you could flesh out the area a lot without setting up another grandmaster quest. I would but love. I also think Prif can stand on its own without without all of that. Yeah. I think there's enough in Prif. I think Prif was built up enough where we don't need that, but that's a direction they could take. Yeah. You know? I want to see more I want to see more mini quests. I think <clears throat> you likening it back to like just a standard RPG game. Um there are a lot of meaning meaningless things that you can do in the world that don't advance they like they don't advance the main storyline but they're filler content that can keep you interested and that's that's how i see mini quests they're not necessarily pivotal to the end game of all these storylines but they they are things that you can do and that would give them a lot of freedom 
to have you could even potentially have like uh mini like area specific uh like an area specific menu with like just tens of uh, i'm not gonna say hundreds because it's a lot the one the one they just got rid of oh i well kind of (laughs) yeah i mean if you look at the favor system it's kind of like mini quests by the way you hear the favors getting deleted (laughs) (laughs) so you could have like an area specific menu that says like priftiness and then there's just a bunch of different little quests that maybe don't mean anything or don't give you a reward but they're they they're a different way to interact with the world. This tier nine star just disappeared prematurely, and I am upset. Respectfully, I think you might have just reverse engineered the achievement diary. Um, because okay. that's kind of what that does. It just there's no narrative element to the achievement diary. Um, but it wouldn't even be a bunch of them. It would be just like a couple things here and there. But I don't think any of the regions really need it the completed regions need it and i think the exception to the rule of like making a grandmaster quest the requirement is going to be desert treasure 2 yeah because you know world wakes or world's end or whatever the final majorat quest is called in rs3 i don't know if we're heading in that direction specifically but we are eventually while guthic sleeps and desert treasure 2 are going to meet at some point and they are both going to be a requirement for whatever comes next um, because those stories are not complete Damn. I don't know how those stories end in RS3 I've heard it's some of the best some of the best content but I think that also leads into the like the return of the gods in Gilinor and um, the like world guardian stuff like the stuff that they've sort of specifically said they don't want for OSRS um so who knows ritual of the majorat that's what it's called thank you tiki tiki in the recording booth is our our fact checker here <laughs> mini quest yeah. means he won't lose his quest cape i don't really care about my quest cape to be honest with you it's kind of dead content after you get to a certain level in the game as far as like usefulness stature wise it's cool to say that you have it and i definitely want to get it on my iron man but I still wanted them to make a Grandmaster quest cape. I think that would be a nice addition think, to the game. I think the quest cape, the quest cape is becoming cooler and cooler with all these quests that come out. Like the quest cape is becoming much more of an achievement. Yeah, you know, it used to just be like, oh, you safe spotted Gluff, congratulations, yeah. you have a quest cape. It's really not like most of the quests are not that hard. Even now, like Desert Treasure Two, like. Good on you. Good on you. You know, if you're learning to do these quests, specifically like without a community or without a group of people who can like teach you how to do them, this shit's hard. I got my quest cape when I think I think Monkey Madness was the hardest quest. Monkey Madness Two was like the the end game quest. That's when I got my quest cape. So it's it's quite a different experience now having to to get all these oh, these quests, man. There and especially after what while Gothic Sleeps comes out later this year, it's going to be. You're right. It's quite the achievement looking at somebody with a quest cape on their back. A new quest cape that is like if you just had if you already had it and you're going to do the quest as a max player, yay for you. But like somebody fresh off to Toriel Island, they played for the last two years and now they're doing while Gothic Sleeps for their first quest cape. That's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. 
the quest cape has a great color scheme like i know you like it you like that the blue, blue and the white. yeah yeah do you uh you have the trimmed one so i, I like the trimmed I do, one. yeah it's in my house it's been in my house for years so mm. i stopped using it because i got a fairy ring in my house like two or three years ago yeah so it's been mounted in my house but i think the quest cape was my first cape of accomplishment mm. i think because i definitely got my quest cape before i got my first 99 i think i got my quest cape before i got i don't remember if i got my fire cape before i got my quest cape or not hmm. um i know i got my quest cape before i killed zalra for the first time um that sucked what was your we were talking about the we were talking about that last night it's like 3 30 in the morning and we were all like wiped so we all just like went to zalra to chill and I think I said, like, yeah, I'm going to go to bed when I hit 1400 KC. And I stopped for a second. I was like, it is wild to think about how difficult Zalra was to learn. And the sentiment was shared with everyone in the VC. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking Blood Torva, Max Infernal Capes, going for GM combat tasks, but hate the Inferno kind of thing. Like, like really, really, really talented players. Saying, dude, holy shit, learning Zalra was the worst. <laughs> like, it was genuinely like the hardest thing I had to do at the time to learn Zalra. Yeah. Um, it's hard and we all have like, we, we have like thousands of Casey at this point. Uh, just like, God, I do not miss that. I do not miss mm -hmm. having to learn that piece of content in particular. You know what? Obviously, it wasn't as hard as learning the Inferno, but at yeah. the time, it, it damn near could have been. I think that's... that shit was tough. I don't know about the Inferno. Anyway, <laughs> I yeah, maybe this year. You know what? Last night I was sitting there and I was like, what could I do? I was like, do I want to just like sneakily go into the Inferno and start trying to solve waves? No, I'll go to Volcano. What you're talking about <laughs> with trying to learn Zalra and like that being the hardest content, that is actually a buttery smooth transition that I don't know that you were setting up, but. The other piece of totally. content that Staying they... Setting it up on purpose. Of oh, course I was. Awesome. Yeah. Rat Boss. Let's, let's, Rat Boss. Let's talk about our Rat new boss. favorite... Our new favorite little Rat guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I gave oh. it some kudos in the beginning. And I definitely want to, like, give it more kudos. Because as a PVM encounter, it doesn't feel... Uh, it doesn't feel cringe, to say the least. Of, like, when you're thinking about... We're gonna make what does a, a cringe low... PVM encounter feel like. Well, it it had the opportunity to be cringe, you know. Like, you want to give new players a PVM encounter. It could have been like stupid easy and teach them nothing, and that's what makes it cringe. But like, they actually made a, a low level PVM encounter that can set you up really well for like end game mechanics. Like, you're learning prayer switches. You're learning how to move. You're learning how to deal with ads, you know, mobs, whatever you call them. Um, it's really good, and it's not punishing. I'm doing it on my, my Iron Man, and like, yeah, I'm going through a bunch of food because I'm being lazy and I'm not switching prayers. So it's, it's kind of punishing. No, I'm being lazy, and I'm if not. If you're not reacting, it's I punishing. Just, yeah, it's not punishing, though. I'm, I'm, getting hits like, I'm getting hit like eights, so it, it feels like chip damage. But I, if I was actually... If I was actually doing the content, I probably could do it with minimal supplies. I'll just say, yeah, eight damage from ninety-nine hit points versus eight eight damage from seventy-two hit points is a little bit more substantial. Yeah, 
I really enjoy Rap Boss. I've been rocking up with Scythe to Rap Boss, You're and insane, I'm having a dude. blast, dude. I am <laughs> having like Rap Boss. I, I did 69 Casey. I did like I think I think I got 25, 26 kills in my first private instance, um, because I didn't know what to take, so I took like like a special attack weapon, some super combats, a stamina pot, maybe like 12 prayer pots and 12 uh, combo eats or whatever. Um, turns out it's just super combat and prayer pots. Once you get to the like, I'm taking Torva point, uh, just bring prayer pots and super combats. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but I, I genuinely enjoyed fighting the boss. Maybe it's because it's a power trip because it doesn't hit that hard and it only has like 500 HP and it's weak to everything. My scythe was hitting 90s. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Does it give boosted XP? Can anyone answer either in the recording booth chat or in the XP voice chat on Discord when this episode comes out if Scurrious gives boosted combat XP? Because I don't think I've ever hit a 90 with my scythe in the main game. Wow. And I was doing that consistently. And I so I think the predicted hit might be off if it gives boosted XP. Oh. Um, so that's what I wanna I'm I'm just I'm curious about that. If you guys could enlighten me a little bit on how that works with Rap Boss. If I had to guess, um, I, I think it does. Because there's no way like you're getting 170k an hour with a, a rune bone mace. Um, you're not getting 170k an hour. There were some people posting like their XP rates, and it was up there. Like it was pretty. Good. I was I, with a scythe. I was getting 150k. Oh, okay. Strength. Well, still. So I would bet it's probably like if you're truly playing as a mid game player, you're probably getting 120k an hour, maybe less. Because you figure it's just not like if you've got the like, truly like a mid game mm -hmm. comfort level and mid game skill set, which is fine. It'll improve. My favorite part about Rap Boss is the attacks. I know it's very simple because there's not much that it does. But the fact that it sends out range and mage attacks that are blue and green that you can react to while they are in the air. What other boss does that, Michael? Uh, Zebek does that. Some of the raids bosses do that. Verzik does that. Oh, Verzik does that. That is, I saw that. I'm like, holy shit! They actually gave Rap Boss a Verzik mechanic. Nice. I was joking that like I think they should have made it so that if you stand next to Scurrius, he hits you for like a seventy. <laughs> so you really get used to Verzik P3, but it's obviously not the same comparison because making a mistake at Verzik and making a mistake at Scurrius is not gonna equal the same amount of damage or the same amount of detriment to the people that you're with. Right. But it teaches you early to react to prayer. I still think if there's one thing I wish Rap Boss would have had, I wish it would have hit through prayer. I really wanted Rap Boss to do chip damage through prayer. Mm. Um, kind of like how Nightmare does, because all of the raid bosses hit through prayer. I yeah, think it's just But I think it, it's I think the idea is to to give you this the the practice of actually getting the prayers correctly. And it would feel real bad to still get hit as a low level player if you're like well I, i'm praying correctly what is what's happening you know once you get to but the my, end game you understand this is just called chip damage you're still praying correctly you're you're doing the mechanics that you've learned but as a progressionary thing i think i can see where you're coming from but i disagree 
I was gonna say I I think it would be better to have a little bit of chip damage because it teaches lower level players that like sometimes when you do certain bosses or maybe it just happens in like Scurrius's enrage phase. At oh, the that'd end, be cool because they gave Rat Boss an enrage yeah, phase. I love it, which is awesome. I love it. Um, if it hits through prayers at the very end, because I think the idea that you can still pray correctly and take a little bit of damage, but you're gonna be okay is a great lesson yeah. to teach new PM okay. members because all of the bosses that you engage with at a lower level, Barrows, Sarachnus, King Black Dragon, you know, um, Giant Mole, I'm looking at the, the high score sheet right now, you know, all the lower level stuff that you do doesn't hit through prayer. Mm-hmm. Even in the mid game, you know, Zalra doesn't hit through prayer if you pray correctly. The blue phase is a bit of a shitter. But um, I hate the blue but phase, dude. <laughs> the blue phase, dude. The blue phase gave me like nightmares I, years ago. The quality of life. Like, it was. Should, it was they should just so bad. That. So stupid. I don't think they should. I think they should keep the blue phase hard. And oh I, I know I sound like a boomer in saying this, but the feeling you get from conquering that snake. I was in VC yesterday. Like I said, people who are so much better than me than the game. We all shared the like, oh my god, my first Zolra kill, dude, that was euphoric. That <laughs> shit felt so good. That's so good for the confidence of low-level PVMers who are just getting into it to kill Zolra for the first time because of that damn Tans phase. <laughs> because that's the first time you see it. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, that's the first time you see a boss where you do everything right, you pray correctly, and you take a 40 to the dome. It still kicks you when you're down. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I, I think Rat Boss should have done chip damage through prayer in the Enrage phase just to sort of get players used to that, like, no, this can happen, and it's fine, because you're going to survive. You yeah. can eat through it, and it's really hard to inherently teach new PVMers that you can ride lower HP because this goes for everybody out there. If your HP is above the boss's max hit, you're safe. I know it sounds stupid, but if you're at Ulm or you're at Wardens and you take a hit and you drop to 50 HP, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need to be like, <laughs> you don't need to panic brew. You don't need to panic eat. Zalra's max hit is 42. Vorkath's max hit uh, off prayer, because that's usually where you take the damage from at Vorkath, is what, like a 36? I'm not talking dragon fire. I'm talking like, you know, whatever. Like, Fear says don't f up again, which, like, yes, don't f up again. There aren't a lot of bosses that will hit you for over 40 damage through prayer if you pray correctly. The only one I can really think of that does it is CM Ohm. Because holy shit, I was reminded last night that CM Ohm is just a bitch. You ever done a challenge mode, Michael? Not in the main game. You ever done chambers perfectly right with absolutely no issues and the, the head just turns and smacks you for a 40? through prayer or off prayer, whatever it is, <laughs> or you're like, you're in range gear. You got good mage defense. You got your range prayer up during the head phase. It turns 42 falling crystal kiss the floor <laughs> in front of the boys, you know, CM Ulm is rough, <laughs> but I, I think I, I, overall for what rap boss is like my nitpicks aside, I really, really, really enjoy rap boss. 
Yeah. Even as a player who shows up with a scythe, I really think rap boss is fun. It's not it's not necessarily so. meant for people with scythes and, and Torva, but like, you know, you want it's the not, pet but and it's, I'm having a good yeah, time. You can have a good time doing it. I think that initially on the launch I was upset because Iron Man couldn't participate and get drops. And I think that is a little strange. It is weird. Because they because I originally I was like, no, Michael, it makes sense, but you're right because all the bosses that give loot to everyone nightmare wilderness bosses iron man can do the bosses they can't do are where only one person gets a drop like corp and god wars so why when everyone gets loot at scurious do iron men not get loot at scurious right because there's it's not like it's not like scurious drops anything that's particularly useful for iron men you're there for combat xp yeah yeah, it's just weird. It's it's consider it's it, Jack. Not, uh, consider it. And I don't know if it's a bug that just like wasn't intended that they that nobody have yeah, really they addressed has, that yet. I don't think so. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it was an in, if it was intended. I would need them to to like explain it to me because it's it go it veers off from the precedent they set with like multi not multi combat but like not solo bosses. God Wars is yeah. is a different a different thing. You know what the, the weird part is? It doesn't give you loot, but it gives you kill count. That is weird. Because I went on my group Iron Man in a public world because like I have a dragon scimitar. I, I can't do it. I wasn't going to do a private instance for a boss I'd never seen before because I went on my groupie first. Um, like I didn't think it was going to be hard, but I didn't want to get into a situation where like, oh no, Scurrius is hidden. Um, <laughs> So I just brought it to the mass world or whatever it was. I brought it to like 514, killed it with a couple of people. And I got kill count, but no loot twice. And I'm like, that's weird. Tiki says you shouldn't even be able to enter the arena yeah. as an Iron Man if it doesn't give you loot. I entirely agree. Um, yeah. Not just because fuck Iron Man, am I right? I, it's because like, it just doesn't make sense. Why are you farming KC for a boss that doesn't have a mercy rule drop? Yeah. Yeah, you know? it's like the ones that you don't get the loot for are the ones that like i don't know yeah it's just weird i hope they I hope another they re- it, it didn't it doesn't inform you as an iron man either that you're not going to get loot Mm-mm. like if you go to attack kq and someone else is killing it with you like it'll say yeah you're like the red x will pop up it'll say you're an iron man you don't get you don't get loot it doesn't do that with scurious makes me think it's again a bug. I don't think the I think the main reward is combat XP, so I think they made it so that like Iron Men still get the XP, right? But you, if that's what you're there. You would want the spine. I mean, you would want a chance at getting the spine because the spine is you, the upgrade to make Scurious better. Dude, the spines give you like 5k XP lamps if you turn them into that guy. Yeah. Yeah, so which is actually pretty nutty. Did you know? Just to get consistently five KXP lamps. It's not consistent, but like I think they're common enough that it does add us a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a surprise at the end of the trip if you get a couple extra. But you could easily see someone like Mister No Sleep dumping a couple inventories of scurious <laughs> spines. It's true to like get all the XP lamps. Like you could stack those up even for like. 99 parties oh, or maxi true. parties or like you know it's only oh i gotta XP, push though. for this con- it's no prayer which is disappointing yeah, usually uh, you're not you're not maxing your account without already being max combat though but i see where you're at i see where your head's at yeah you know what i mean like you get higher level stats for for stuff like did that. you know there is prayer you can get prayer xp from this shit that's cool 
Um, did you know that when you make rap boss, rap boss, best boss, <laughs> rap boss, it's dude, just a Inferno who, Tob who, rap boss, yeah. best boss. They're saying it's three point five k instead of five the five k that you get. But that's still a, that's like good. a pretty decent chunk though. That's a couple of bones at an altar. Yeah, three point five k. You get an inventory full of those spines. You, like that's a pretty decent. You need to be bury, just bury every big bone that he drops, and you get the three point five k. You'll get ninety nine prayer in no time. Exactly. I don't need 99 though, Iron Man. I just need 70. <laughs> uh, did I just you, need 70. Did you know that the uh, the spine weapons make your attacks against the the mobs one tick? I did see that. That's I know they so patched cool. the one tick splashing. Um, I, and I, as much as I think the rat mobs are annoying as shit, I'm so glad they added them. Yeah. I'm so glad they added a crowd control. Like, hey, you're going to have to deal with little shitters sometimes. To bosses mm-hmm. or to rat boss, um, it's really cool. Oh God, they are they are annoying because I thought they were like the level one ones you find in the lumbered swamp. They're like level forty six. Like, I've never not a little bit of HP. I've never not one shot at them though. And I'm going on the Iron Man. Same. I don't know. I mean, if, they're I, always if you're one shotting them on the Iron Man, they might just be one shot opponents. That's why they're one tick. Yeah. Um, because I always you always hit max hit them. Oh, sick. Okay, that explains it. Because I was like. I thought I was one hitting them because I was using mm, a scythe. Maybe they didn't. I didn't realize they were max hit. I wonder if always. a recoil cool. would be a good strat then. Brother, the ring of sight. They really took mechanics from every single boss, making you switch rings of recoil. If you get good at swapping rings of recoil before you start Zalra, your first Zalra KC is going to be great. Because that also sucks when your recoil breaks and you have snakelings just beating the <laughs> shit out of you the whole time. Buy a suffering. If you want to really get into Zalra, invest 15 mil in a ring of suffering, get it imbued, and dump like a hundred rings of recoil into yeah. it. There will not be a better quality of life for that boss. Maybe, maybe a Serpel. <laughs> maybe a Serpel. If you sick. forget to anti venom. But other than that, there is nothing better than Ring of Suffering for Zalra. If you're learning that. What else are we talking about here, brother? So with Guthix, while Guthix sleeps came Defender of Varrock, a small quest. That's going to be fun. Um, the two big items that we really have left, they gave us some dates for sailing, which are cool. You know what? I don't even want to talk about Dead Man. I don't even want to talk about Varlamore. The HD update. Yeah, HD. Uh, it was like a... Oh. It was like they built us up so, so, so good. They gave us all of this cool imagery... They let us see Dude, some I of was the gameplay. I was frothing. I'm getting there. Hold on, I'm getting there. So excited. They oh. they gave us all of this cool imagery. They like they told us, yeah, we have like custom skyboxes and oh and shadow and dynamic shadows, the unlimited render distance, unlimited render oh distance, God. and then the textures. Oh, and then they said C client only, no rune light. Come on. I I get it. I get I but Paul Mohadib says it in his his name is Mohadib in parentheses. It's Paul. That's not even his real name. <laughs> um he he says official plugin hub coming soon. I think this opens up a conversation of at what point is Jagex going to really really start to 
bring in the rune light uh the rune light QOL. So they have to soon. Well, I don't even know if they have to soon, but I think at some point with this HD update, the conversation has been started for a while, probably since the 117 debacle, I would think. Um but and which I really appreciate Sween coming on the on the summit and being like, Yeah, we really butchered that. That was really bad. That was such bad PR a couple years ago. Do you remember that? Yeah. The man worked for years on this plugin. He released it and Jagex like sent him a cease and desist. Like they were so That's pissed. So bad, it was dude. such a bad look. Such a bad and look it on wasn't, Jagex. It wasn't even a surprise to them. He had been posting updates. Dude, he was so years. active on Twitter yeah. for so long. He like, like literally he disappeared secret. after he released that client. Not a or secret. released that plugin. So RIP one one seven. Hope you're doing great things. Well, um, I hope that they pull him in to like consult and and to actually yeah, it work could, yeah, it for, could be nice. Like, and then you got the folks working on working on HDOS as well. And I think HDOS is suffering from the same problem as C plus plus is. Yeah, because I follow one of. I don't know if she's a developer or if she works in like the community end of HDOS, but I follow uh, someone on Twitter who is pretty active in like, yes, we know HDOS needs more plugins because that's why people don't play it. Yeah, that's why people don't play C plus plus. Runelight has, in a way, polluted the mindset of the player base to really be unable to play this game without <laughs> plugins. Like we always joke that Runescape is unplayable without our plugins. Go load up vanilla can't do it go gear go gear for something you haven't done in a year go gear for cerberus go gear for leviathan if you haven't done that in a while without a bank tag what do you need yeah how do you know go go menu entry swap or go use something that should be menu entry swapped and you're not used to it i have menu entry swapped bank for bankers for probably three years and I go to the client all the time, like my mobile client, and I will talk. I talk to bankers all the time. I don't want to talk to bankers. I want to click on bankers. I want to bank with them. You know, I think uh, something, something garbage collector. Yeah, I think at some point, like when do we think Jagex starts to implement this kind of stuff? Because it's been I, uh, people are saying in the recording booth chat, and I know it's been said that like it's it's really hard to convert Java to C plus plus. I don't know coding. I couldn't tell you if that's true. Um, we should make like a wish list mm. of like top 10, top 15 Runelite plugins that haven't been announced, but should come to the official yeah. client. Because obviously we know tile markers are coming. We obviously know ground items have already been implemented. What other pieces? Like, there's already a clue scroll, already a clue scroll helper yeah. um, in the game, which, oh my God, Jagex, please. I will, I will give you, I will, I will alk my scythe if you add a slide box helper to, <laughs> puzzle boxes. to the mobile client. I cannot do those puzzle boxes. I have never been, I had one Whoa. my freshman year, my freshman year of college, I got a Michigan State Spartan head slide puzzle box it took me a year and a half to solve oh my it gosh. i i need help please please add a puzzle box solver to to vanilla on the clue scroll helper that's crazy i think that's a good like if it doesn't come to vanilla 
or the C++ client and we're just stuck with having to learn, I think that'll be a skill I, I really sit down and, and master in my, in my real life. It's the end of, it's the end of clues for me. I got to level with you. It's the end of clues. <laughs> <laughs> just boot up Runelite for that one step and then go back yep. to C++. <laughs> yep. So how do you feel about C plus or the, the HD only being on C plus plus? I think I talked about it in our in our stream. But like I'm not a diehard married to will never not play Runelite kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Runelite has been an amazing, amazing addition to this to this game. Um without it It's definitely helped maintain the player base for yeah, sure. Yeah, without it, I wouldn't play as much as I do. I probably wouldn't uh recommend the game to people in in really <laughs> to the normal person that is it makes it a playable game it adds quality of life that should be standard so um i sell that to say i'm not i'm not a diehard i'll only ever play on relay kind of guy so like i'm excited if they if they can develop the the actual jagex launcher c++ regular not you know uh the regular client i'll play it and if it has the the plugin hub and people are able to make the quality of life things I'll play on it because I said this during this during the summit reaction video Jagex just makes things look more aesthetically pleasing they add a certain level of professional to the the plugins that they make you know they're able to do things that runelight developers and runelight plugin makers can't do because they can see under the hood you know it's like trying to develop a part for a car and you only have a picture of the engine versus you're you're making a part for the car and you can actually get in there and like poke around in the engine. It's it's that's kind of how I equate the the level of of um access that they have. So it's going to be a good thing when it happens and I hope it happens sooner than later. Like I don't want them to say we're going to start developing things for C++ and then it's two years later and we're like, Jagex, where's the plugin hub? Why? You know, because at that point, Runelite is going to be like leaps and bounds more uh, saturated with plugins, more saturated with like quality of life stuff people can't live without. And it's just going to make that barrier of entry even harder to get things pushed to C++. So. That that is a that is a big question of like. Obviously, it can't be me because I don't know how to do any of this coding shit. But like, are they? Do you think they're gonna have an open source plugin hub? I hope so. For the official client, yeah, that's what they were that's talking. The about. route they would yeah, go. Yeah, I think that's what they were talking about. Is like having, uh, <laughs> right now we're. This is another silly example. Right now we're on the Android Play Store of of like plugin hubs anybody can make anything it, it's open source it doesn't have any sort of restrictions you can just make it whenever jagex launches their their plugin hub it'll be like the apple app store it has to go through a rigorous approval process they have to vet every single one it's going to be much harder but it's going to look nicer and it's going to run more smoothly than somebody with their you know their basement level their their nerd in the basement level knowledge of coding. So, no but if you're a nerd in the basement level of coding, like 
does that take away from the players if something has to be really thoroughly vetted? Do we get Quest Helper if it has to be thoroughly vetted? Because remember when Quest Helper came out during the first Trailblazer? I thought it was... This was before plugins on RuneLight became safe, I guess. Because there was a period of time back when cheat clients really used to be a thing um, where you would look at a plugin on RuneLight and you really had to be sure from the yeah. plugin hub that it would not get you banned. Because yeah. there were some plugins that broke the rules that it just didn't express that because the vetting process for RuneLight wasn't as good and Jagex's rules were more strict. So right now we have, I think, it, is it menu entry swapper where you can like shift click walk under bosses? Yeah. And then we have Entity Hider that hides dead NPCs. Mm -hmm. Both of those things were against the rules a couple years ago. Like, bannable offenses if you were caught doing that. So when Quest Helper first came out, everyone was like, oh, you gotta use it, dude, it's leagues. You gotta use Quest Helper. It's so much easier. I'm like, I'm not gonna get banned during leagues. You guys are, you guys are, <laughs> if you think I'm gonna use a plugin that highlights exactly where I'm supposed to go and exactly what dialogue I'm gonna use, you're fucking crazy. That's gonna get me banned for sure. Right. Do we get quest helper? Do we get, I think the reason we have clue scroll helper in the vanilla client is because of Runelight. It's yeah, not because absolutely. Jagex was like, let's help them out. It's because they realized players aren't gonna engage with this content anymore. Yeah. If we don't have a way to help them. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that's the question. If it's an official client that needs to be thoroughly vetted, do we lose content? I don't think and so. And then what, because obviously, they, do they have like a limited amount of plugins they can have? Do we lose the top mistake tracker? Oh. Do we lose the TOA mistake tracker? Because <laughs> no. like they don't serve a purpose, but they're just fun. You know, if you're, how, how can I say Jug's looking a little light there, brother, if I don't have the mistake tracker turned on? You yeah. Know? Well, I think like, uh, I think that JMods still play the game and JMods exclusively use RuneLight. Most of them do probably anyway. I mean, Sween even said like, yeah, I play on RuneLight right now just because the quality of life is so good. So like they, they are not above using these silly plugins. They're human beings. They're players just like us. They have an obligation to the company, obviously, because that's who pays their bills. Right, signs they got an obligation to make the company's client. They ain't yeah. got an obligation to play on the company's client. No, that's what I mean. They they don't have they have an obligation to the company, as in they work for Jagex. So obviously, they they have to. I don't know. What I'm trying to say other than the fact that like yes, the J mods play the game like with us, and so if they, I'm sure, <laughs> Mod Arcane uses the the Tob Mistakes plugin and, and has fun with it. Like, he's not above us to say, oh, you filthy peasants using a, a RuneLight plugin. <laughs> I would never do that. Like, they, they probably do. So they have, you know, just as much invested interest in seeing these fun plugins that make the game more fun as much as we do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too worried about, it. like, not seeing the fun stuff. Like, Hide and Seek or, like, the Blindfold plugin. I think that, that stuff is going to be poured it over I, because you know, it's just fun Mohadi brings up a good point that I think is going to be the biggest challenge for plugins going forward um, mobile players benefit from C++ how in the world do you get and I know I'm thinking of this in the lens of a, of a mobile app that has not been updated like they said it would be how in the world do you put a plugin hub on a phone 
Is it a separate app? Hold up. Does it make sense for the people who actually know building apps and know this kind of software technology? Does it make sense for mobile users to have the old school RuneScape official plugin hub app where you can download plugins on a different app that work with RuneLight? Because, or not RuneLight, that work with, see what I mean? We're all in the real RuneLight brain, that work with the vanilla mobile app for the game hmm. because i just don't know how that's how that's possible you right? can have a settings menu tiki just mentioned and said no it'd be in settings that's why it would need to be integrated we have a settings menu so i feel like it would just be integrated into that little the little wrench icon you know you click that and then it says plugin hub right there instead of all settings and you click that and you open it now interface scape kind of sucks so like doing that on the fly yeah. would be interesting because right now, if you're you really middle can. top, you can, on RuneLight, you can go in and add a plugin or remove a plugin or turn a plugin off if you don't want to see it. But right now, yeah. it's easy. On, on mobile, it would be hard. Um, having a separate app would be interesting, but like you still run the risk of like getting logged out or dying if you have to exit the client and go to another app altogether. Mm-hmm. mobile would be interesting it would have to be a little bit more intentional but i think mobile does create a very interesting barrier for clients on an official on an mm. official thing because maybe they have mobile specific uh plugins like some plugins just aren't approved for mobile because of the scaling and like the interface and how it interacts because it's kind of that way for some games where you know you have a mobile version and you have a regular version and certain features are not available yeah i i don't know i think mobile is definitely going to be mobile would be tough mobile would be tough for plugins i don't know anything about how to make them um here's a question does hmm. runescape 3 get plugins if old school starts to develop that because right now runescape 3 doesn't have that kind of stuff i don't see why not i think i think the issue why old school has so many plugins is because old school didn't get a decade's worth of interface improvements after EOC. That's true. <laughs> like old school, old school started in 2007 and it stayed in 2007 until like the 2020s <laughs> interface wise. Yeah. And like, like functionally it stayed the same. It's not until like relatively recently in its lifespan that Jagex has come around to these plugins. Whereas RS three, everything is, you have a fully customizable, HUD, I guess you can call it, fully customizable chat box, inventory, all your little bells and whistles and shooting fire out your ass like you do in EOC or whatever it is. That's all That's all customizable. It's all modular. There's a lot of settings, right? But there's, you know, they've, they've built these menus in over the years, mm-hmm. right? RuneScape 3 has developed it where people who play it say they can get, like, their perfect perfect layout yeah they love old school's vanilla client was like you like classic fixed no get classic fixed like (laughs) you know like it it doesn't it's not a browser game anymore and it's not until the last couple of years that jagex has said yeah you're right it's not a browser game anymore we shouldn't we should yeah make some we should make some changes and they've made great changes 
I think they need to take it further. Like, oh, being able to open skills menus in combat now. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Let's do that for achievement diaries and quests and combat diaries and <laughs> collection logs. Everything. <laughs> there should be no reason that we need to stop activities to look at what we need to accomplish because I've done it. You've done it. Everybody at home listening has done it. If you're mad AFKing, you're looking at shit you need to do. You're looking at your achievement diary. You're looking at your collection log. You're looking at your combat diary. You're doing something. And if you're not doing it on the app, you're doing it on the wiki. So why should it stop? Why should it stop your action? Right. We should go a step further and make it to where you have a chat box uh, compatible menu. Like, if I want to open up the Herblore menu, make it open up in the chat box so that I can just scroll through it and not, and not like lose half of my screen. I mean, you can technically do that. You can like resize. Like, I'll, I'll share my screen. You can't resize now. Yeah, dude. I'll share my screen right now. So you can, you you can, you can see. How do you resize? I've got the Herblore, I've got the Herblore menu pulled up right here. You can, adjust the size of it i mean obviously it's not gonna go hold on like what so did I'm, you... I'm adjusting well how did you open that i i clicked on mine looks way mine looks different did i do something different yours is the old scroll isn't it yeah how does how did you get go the into new settings one? go into settings and type skill oh dude uh enable new style skill why is that a dog Okay, well then, never mind. Because they have, we have to keep the old school thing. So, like, never mind. You can't like there is an extent. Like, this is about as small as you can get it. As you're seeing on my screen, I can get it about that big, like world map size, or I can get it to be about that small. And I believe you can position it anywhere. I yeah, think it's kind of okay. locked to this side, so it doesn't necessarily interrupt. Then but like, disregard what I said. This is good. Yeah, this is pretty solid. I mean, I don't think I could like kill Zalra with this thing open, but like I'm AFKing elves right now, and this is actually working out pretty well for me. I can look at, you know, I can make the bone staff at level thirty-five crafting, which is neat. Dis- I can do everything because <laughs> I have ninety-nine crafting, baby. Disregard That's what, what I'm I said. Talking about. Ooh, another step. If we're if we're giving feedback to Jagex on their menus, it'd be really cool to have this menu just be like uh, an actual menu to where you don't have to click on the actual skill. They just have a sidebar that has all of the skills and you can open them up individually without having to like go into your skills menu and then, and then open the skill from there. Anyway, that's cool. Are you, are you Michael? What? One more time. Describe it to me what you want. I want to be able to open the skill menu right and then from there change from herblore to thieving without having to go into the actual skills menu is that not what are you talking about i think that already exists show me show me how (laughs) okay so look i'm here i'm refilling my cannon Yay, we're here. We're going to pop a divine super combat and we're going to open up thieving. Yes. And cool, we're in thieving. And oh God, I'm running out of prayer. I got to do that. And then I don't have a hotkey for my skills menu. This is a surprise. But now I got to see what the wood cutting requirements are. And this guy's coming to attack me. So I got to deal damage to him. Yeah. I'm talking about not having to click on your skills menu. I'm just talking about a little, 
a little hamburger menu that has all the skills listed on the left side and you just click and then it opens up that that skill menu. It's not it's not anything life changing. I'm just saying having the ability mean, to not have your you mean skills. This menu. one? The skill calculator? <laughs> I I just think No, that not it, that. I think what you're asking is already in the game. You just have to, you can't look at your inventory and the skills menu at the exact same time. Yeah. But you also can because there's plugins. There's like inventory plugins that you can like show yeah. other stuff. I think you're just, you're asking for stuff that's, uh, Zeno says I'm so confused with Michael wants. Yeah, I, I just want to him kind of. Okay. But like, to, clear the, to clear it up, they have the skill menu, right? But to access any other skill menu, you have to go into your skills tab. It's the one next to your, your quest tab. You go into the skills tab, and to go from thieving to herblore, you have to actually click the herblore icon. What I want is if you've already opened, say you've opened the herblore menu, put a little hamburger menu in the top left, and then when you click that, it has all of the skills listed, and you can just go down the list and and see all of the skill whatever you call these are they are they like skill guides big dog big dog that's more clicking who cares you're asking for more hold on you're asking for more clicking you're asking for I'm instead asking, of being able to click on strength to attack you're asking to go from attack guys, to a different menu guys, to pull up a menu that's already in front of guys, you to click it's not on that strength serious. and go like <laughs> it's not that serious I just think it's wacky, it's dog. It's not wacky. It's it's not. They that have serious. one in the HUD. It's called the skills menu. I don't Thank really you, care. fear. It's not that serious. Let's move on. <laughs> you you were cooking with something, but unfortunately, in the words of the the great Gordon Ramsay, it's fucking raw. So I'm sending it back. I don't think I'm alone <laughs> in this. I I think you guys are just you guys are just being silly. It's fine. Uh, what 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 brought on this? Co- it's uh, HD anyway. HD. The, the, I will say. As much as it's led to a discussion about plugins, this HD, I'm a bust it looks when, I load good. It up, when I load up this HD for the first time. I nearly busted when I loaded up 117 for the first time because I think I've said it on the show before, the like HD era RuneScape was when I played. Mm-hmm. If HDOS was feasible for a player like me who is so deeply integrated into RuneLight and its plugins to play, I would be on HDS all, HDOS all the time because I loved that era it looks so good it's so nostalgic for me i love it so when they add this like oh it's like a blend of the two it's 117 and it's hdos and it looks like the old school runescape that i've come to know and love now as an adult oh it was so good fear says when they're announcing hd i was scared they were gonna give us fingers again hopefully no i like my little fingerless mittens that i use i don't need anything else i just want faces like to me just like the black slits for eyes it doesn't do it for me like i love to see the faces in the uh in the chat box when you're doing quests because they're so emotive and like they give you a sense of of reality um, but just having the like the little black slits, I don't know. They they did faces with the elves NPCs, and I think that's cool. Yeah, but but also like Illunid, like I think they just look. They added so much detail that it just doesn't. It looks kind of strange. Granted, old Illunid also looks really strange. Hmm. Um, but 
HD good. I, I'm I'm with you on that. If HD OS, the actual client, had more quality of life stuff and it wasn't going to be such a process to port, you know, to find all the plugins that you want, uh, that you want to use, I would probably use HD OS because I am too. I also am uh, a product of 2009 when RuneScape when 2 at that point was, was like had their graphical change and you could choose mm-hmm. standard or HD and that's probably the most, that's like that's when I got my, my cooking cake. That's the era when I got my first 99 when I was actually probably playing RuneScape the most back in the day is, is the HD yeah. era. So. I mean, not more than you play it now. <laughs> like, yeah, back in the day. Like back when you were a kid. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I overall I'm optimistic. And I think for... I, I wouldn't be opposed for like events or for, you know, episodes or whatever. Just like chilling to use the C++ because it's going to look so yeah, good. Yeah, and mobile's going to have I'll, it. Th- like, That's what I'm oh, most excited oh about. God, it's just like, it's just going to be... It's gonna be so good. It's just gonna be a thing. I'm not gonna have that shitty render distance yeah. on mobile anymore. Skyboxes. Oh. Anyway, yeah. You need to get your dad's iPad from him and just tell him, listen, dude, get all the get all the HIPAA stuff off of there and the, the client information. It's not even. I don't even know what it is. Just get it on off there, of there. That he was. That's a throwback from months ago it. when I was down from surgery. <laughs> I need to just like steal it. Factory, factory reset, reset it, it at dude. this point because he doesn't even use it. Get yourself an iPad. Get yourself one of those little lap mats that I have. Dog, I They're looked for at the. Remember how I told you that like there's a game resale shop by me, and they sell iPads, and I was really excited. Yeah. They have like old generation iPads, uh-huh. like eighth gen or whatever it is, for like a thousand dollars. What the fuck is this? Like all the games are so overpriced. That's silly. There's a copy of Pokemon Emerald, two hundred dollars. That's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. So, like, I don't think that's possible. Hey, if you find it's Donkey gonna Kong be, 64 there, let me know. Yeah, they'll probably have it if you're willing to pay 300 bucks. <sighs> Any game that like you're searching for and they have it, it will be expensive because they know. They know they people know want, want them. Damn. Yeah. I think that's all the stuff from the summit. If there's anything we missed, let us know in the <laughs> I mean, comments. There's, there's def- we, we didn't talk at all about Varlamore. Well, Varlamore, that conversation... A, is we could talk about all we had we could have a whole episode about Varlamore. It's coming out exactly. March twentieth. I think we're excited. <laughs> Varlamore is not only has it been talked about a ton by us, it will continue to be talked about mm-hmm. a ton by us. So rehashing information, mostly of what we already know, seems like a little bit of a waste of your guys's time. I will say, holy shit, Varlamore is gonna look nice. Very excited for Father Mark. They are. They, it looks like they're going to take the best parts of the Zaya rework and actually make it open and not like. Cause that's my issue with Shazian. It's just like it's just a path. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way to like freely explore Shazian or this like the Stranglewood for that matter. Like it's just paths. And I think, oh my god, Capybaras. Oh Capy baby, bars. <laughs> you fucking crappy Barbies out there. Capybaras. Oh it's a crappy Barbie. This is my favorite animal. <laughs> Creepy day animal show. <laughs> I think that's probably where we send it to break, though, because uh, you're right. Varlamore will be covered eventually, yeah. and Dead Man's also coming back. We, I guess, Dead Man's good. Bye, guys. Sure. <laughs> See you guys after the break. <laughs>
damn desk is always full of papers ever since he rolled it. Oh, didn't see you there. Good day to you, mate. My name's Herman Karanos, founder and director of this here Piscatoris fishing colony. We don't get too many visitors way up here, but I'm glad you stopped in. Stick around for a bit, I'll be more than happy to give you a tour. tour, 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 tour. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you an important safety announcement. Attention. This is a message from the Kilinor Protection Agency. We have received unconfirmed reports of a dangerous anomaly located off the southwestern coast of continental Gilinor. Preliminary data suggests a large, winged, serpentine-like creature, although exact descriptions of its coloration and pattern have been inconsistent. The creature has been sighted in bodies of water that have historically been classed as toxic to most forms of life. It is unknown whether the creature can live out of water at this time. No data from the fossil record matches these early reports, and therefore the Gilinor Protection Agency has classed this creature as a biosynthetic anomaly, rating hyperlethal. All cognitively sentient races within the immediate vicinity of the reported anomaly are advised to evacuate the area and remain inland until the Gilinor Protection Agency can identify, confirm, contain, or destroy the anomaly. If you come into contact, do not engage with the anomaly. Close your eyes and keep still. The creature may leave you alone. Please await further instructions. The Gilinor Protection Agency thanks you for your cooperation. You will now be returned to your regularly scheduled broadcast. After all that, you still want to stick around? Well, glad to have you on board then, mate. We'll get you started here shortly and you'll be a fisherman in no time. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial because I know that I sure did. Michael and I had a whole ass business meeting <laughs> during the break. We did. Uh, we did. It, not even like a, hey, let's talk about this later. Like a whole, we talked about marketing. We talked about streaming. We talked about the growth of the show and the growth of the community. Um, all with the recording booth chat there. Just like giving feedback and input the entire time. So if you got, if you want, or like, hey, I want to waste $10 on two guys. Do I have the website for you? Patreon.com forward slash XP waste. Um, because this is the transition to the Patreon portion of the episode. I'm, I'm derail. We're, we're, we're doing abstract promotion today. <laughs> we're doing abstract promotion. We're promoting the recording booth first. Love it. Because that's our best perk. So people get to listen in live on all the weird behind the scenes shit that Michael and I are talking about. We don't have any new patrons this week. All our new patrons were used up last week. So I would shout people out, but there's no one to shout out except for the gnome child tier. Thanks, guys. That said, the existing patrons in the King Black Dragon tier, it's time for your rightful shout out. So wait. without further ado, you for- wait. You forgot the wise old men on the screen. Oh, there have been wise old men on the screen for a while oh, okay, now. Okay. Um, but Thank you, guys. The only reason that is said out loud. So here's how this is going to go, right? Oxy's going to forget to do it. 
retroactively, he's going to hear that while AFKing and go, shit, I got to get that wise old man thing up, don't I? And he's going to stick it before. And the wise old man thing is still going to be on screen until now, where we're back, everyone. <laughs> now we're going to get into the KBD portion, the KBD shout outs, because I foregore to do the, the wise old man thing. you can't forget to say thank you. We love you guys. Thank you, wise old men. Just can't forget him, Moxie. For Gore. For Gore. <laughs> Kicking things off with apathy. Bloats, swole prostate. I blame you. Yeah. I blame yeah. you a hundred fucking percent. You said you can make your Patreon name whatever you want. So now I'm shouting out bloats, swole prostate. Oh, yeah. I don't blame swole at all. I blame you. Boston. Uh, the person, not the city, could be the city. It's, it's the person. Broic70, Chaos Cleric, my dad. Hi, dad. Clapscape, Cloud Kicker, Damon S, Dicky Bird, Elite Oreo Dunker, EXP Enjoyer, Fire Thread, Gumby, HMZ Bot, MT Birchfield, Professional Slayer, not Professor Slayer, Professional, professional. Slayer. Prof Slayer. Uh, Prof Slayer. Yeah. Because it turns out I wasn't crazy. And I have been calling you the right thing. Our third favorite supporter, Ralph. Run Metal 15. Rylithian. Satan Loves Oxy 666. What a guy. What, what a guy. That, that man will randomly DM me. Just be like, I hope you're having a good day. Aww. I'm like, I hope you are too, King. <laughs> Soggy Waffles. Seppy J. Sparky Life, The Big G Jordy, and The Crayola Tallymorn. Hell yeah. Thank you, King Black Dragons, for your wonderful, wonderful support at the highest tier of our Patreon. You guys are absolute legends, and a lot of the things that we do on this show probably could not be done without you um, and the rest of the folks over on Patreon. Um, you guys are great. You guys really are. You guys are great. I know, like, I'm awkward when people give me money still, but I love and appreciate you guys for all the work that you do. If you want to have an awkward thumbs up from a four foot ten man on the internet, you can head over to, to patreon.com forward slash XP waste and subscribe for as low as a dollar or pay or, or patronize for as low as a dollar. Um, there's also a free tier, which we still haven't done anything <laughs> for, for with yet. Tier. Maybe, maybe everyone who signed up for the free tier, I'll go to your house and drop an egg on your porch Ooh. and walk away. I'll go knock, knock, knock. You'll open the door. You'll go, oh my God, it's Oxy. I'm just let the egg go, turn around and walk away. Um, no kiss on the cheek or with anything. no context. Hmm? No kiss on the cheek or anything. No, you don't get that until the higher tiers. Oh, Not for free. Oh, Michael. that's the free tier. Not for right. free. Not for free, Michael. Right. Not for free. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as us promoting stuff, go look at our merch store because I think we've updated it with yeah. some of the older designs. Or um, new designs. The designs from our original merch store. There's new designs coming because um, graphic design is Michael's passion and he's making some stuff up for us. Uh, they may be on there now. So there will be so. a... They might be they might be the, the Michael line of XP waste merch. Ooh, imagine um, we have a Michael line and then an Oxy line. And it like mine is like the stuff I made and then yours is MS Paint just like 
XPW. <laughs> I can tell you which sure. one's definitely going to sell more. <laughs> Probably yours. I already tell you. So go check out the shop. That'll be linked down in the description <laughs> below. I believe it's time for the community question. We asked this community question last week with the goal of answering it with Hanian. Oh, yeah. And to the surprise of no one, the episode got off the rails in the best way, and we just didn't do that. Um, and I think it was a good decision because nothing was forced, and it was a good time. So it's community question time. <laughs> Michael, take the reins back. I got it. Get her going. Here we go. One quick note about Patreon. I had a, I had a, um, a conversation with one of our Dutch patrons, uh, formerly known as Broix70. His, the pronunciation of his name is actually Brooks70. Uh, you got to throw a little, it's like Brooks, like the Brooks. A, a brook, uh, a river. That makes sense. Brooks 70. Thank you for your, because uh, we had a whole, like I was, he was DMing me about something else. And I was like, what? while we're talking, how do you phonetically say your name? Um, and so he sent me a, a voice message of him pronouncing it. It was great. It was great. Um, it is the community question time. There's a there's a long one. There's a long one. And I think this, quite honestly, this would have taken at least two two hours to get through if we had done it with Hannah. Um, because I don't know if you heard the final edit of the of the last episode where we were all reading this the patron names together off sync. That was awesome. I just left it. That was that was so I much. Left fun. it. I could have muted both of your guys' audio tracks and just kept it, but I'm like I'm so glad you left. We're just going to leave it. If this was Michael last year, I would have definitely not <laughs> kept your audio tracks, but I'm a changed man. Thank God, thank God Michael this year stopped caring. I'm a changed so man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last time we had a community question, we asked you, what is your dream vacation destination? We have quite a few responses and we'll get to them. <sighs> Starting south, OC Dam says, I went to London this past December and it was incredible. I absolutely have to go back. I'd like to go. Uh, I'd like to go to the mainland Europe. Definitely want to go to Asia as well. Well, I have a good time for you to go to London, and it's September seventh, twenty twenty four, for Rude Fest. It's a good time to go. It's a good time to go. Jumongo says, "Sounds cliche, but Hawaii. Girlfriend is running a half marathon in Maui in March, and I'm so excited to finally go. Yo." Going to Maui just for the half marathon, that's kind of, it's kind of pog. Kind of pog. I've not left like the lower 48 states. I just want to get that out of the way now. So like I have not traveled out of the lower 48. The closest I've been to another country is South Padre Island where I could see Mexico, but I've not actually stepped foot out of the border of the United States. Bro, I grew up on the border. You did. I did not. Michigan and I kind of <laughs> did. I was in Ohio, but like we didn't travel when I was a kid. I ever told you the story about how one time when I was in college, I made the most out-of-pocket comment completely by accident. I think you and did. It's just because of how I was raised. So I grew up on the border of Sarnia, Canada. Um, so for me, Canada did not feel like a very distant land. Because it was a five-minute walk from my house to see another country. Mm -hmm. And it was maybe a 30-minute drive to cross the bridge to get into the other country if we really wanted to go. 
it wasn't so much that can that we went to Canada. It's that a lot of Canadians came to the United States. So like Canadian money. Um, when I was a kid, we got our first Tim Hortons in town. So like we had a little bit of like, I don't know if Tim Hortons at this point is necessarily like a Canadian food, but like 15, 16 years ago, you know, it was, it was pretty cool to, to get that, you know, oh, this is the coffee shop from Canada. Right. Um, so to me, Canada growing up never felt like a, you know, a foreign country. I met an international student while at college. Um, we were just all hanging out in my apartment or whatever. She's like, yeah, I'm an international student. I'm from like Windsor, Canada. And just like as a gut reaction, my, my shitty 19 year old self was like, that's not a foreign country. What are you talking about? <laughs> and everyone was like, dude, why would you say that? I'm like, what? It's Canada. <laughs> It ain't that big of a deal. Everyone was like, "That that's the worst thing you could say. Why? Like, don't downplay someone else's country. <laughs> and in hindsight, when you don't have the context of my upbringing, holy shit, that is out of pocket. <laughs> that, it was just like, wow, yeah. dude, you said that out Come loud. But being able, like understanding multicultural competence now as an adult it's because for me it would be like for you it would be i don't even your state is massive but it's it's like considering ohio another country for me yeah like it's so close and it's so culturally similar of where we are that like it really doesn't feel that different i just and like i don't so in michigan you can get what's called an enhanced license where you can just go to Canada. You don't need a passport. You just show them your enhanced license and they'll let you cross the border. Um, so it was, it was, it didn't even feel like, like, Oh, I'm going to a different country. It's like, no, we're going to Canada cause we're 19 and we want to drink. Like that was, <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Um, so yeah, I, I I realize now that that was out of pocket as shit. So that's my my real super cringe, super cringe college international story. Glad we can change as people. That's a great, it's a great thing of you know in <laughs> yeah, life. Perks of perks of several years of multicultural competence training. It'll it'll change you as a person. It really oh, yeah. will. But back to the community question. Thank you, Oxy. Petty Pupper says, for me, I went to escape to Scotland, traveling through the Highlands. In a perfect world, I would be for I would be there for the bagpipe festival with my husband, enjoying wonderful food, music, and history. That sounds that sick. is so nice. I want to go to Scotland. I want to go to. Uh, I wish there was time for me to explore more of Europe while I was while I was there for RuneFest, but I want to do that with my family. Like I want to I want to experience that with my wife. I'd love to go to Switzerland to answer the community question for myself. I want to visit Switzerland because the mountain ranges there are just to die for. Go to Montreux. Yeah. I just saw a TikTok about that, actually. Geneva's cool. Geneva's expensive. Geneva closes at 6 p.m. Ugh. Go to Montreux, too. Well, one day Geneva, I it's not. <laughs> yeah, go to both, but like. I heard there's a great conventions in Geneva. Eh. Geneva convention. More suggestions than. <laughs> Moishan says, uh, I'd love nothing more than having a, to have a cottage by a clear blue ocean and white sand, just me 
my wife, away from people in the city, just listening to the ocean and relaxing. Boy, howdy. So beautiful. So beautiful. It's so nice. And it's not too hot. It's not too cold. The weather's just perfect. Boy. That place, the places like that exist. That's not a fantasy. Like places like that, you can have that. And that's just the great thing about this earth. Uh, I don't know how to say this name. Right, Nitty? Uh, they just said Lumbridge. Just Lumbridge. Meet me in the wilderness. I can take I'll you take there. Take you to Lumbridge for free. Um, I read this while you were doing your little spiel about Canada, and I, I'm going to butcher some of this. Just Swole says 1-9-11 Sri Lanka. Gail Crikey Oval watching Nathan Lyon debut and take five wickets. Or just kicking back, chilling in Cuba, sampling their local cuisines and smells. Did you understand that? I didn't. The, the second part I did, chilling in Cuba, but like... No, repeat the first part. One nine eleven Sri Lanka, comma, Gail Crikey, oval watching Nathan Lyon debut and take five wickets. Huh? Okay. It sounds like, hold on, it sounds like September 1st, Crikey? 2011. Gail Crikey? Am I, say, I say Crikey. It sounds like Gail, <clears throat> somebody, is a player of a sport, and what does he do? He takes what? Five wickets. No, Swole wants to. Oh, it, maybe this guy takes five Watching wickets Nathan of whatever Lyon that is, and take five wickets. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like I'm watching Jared Goff play in his first game, and he throws for 400 yards. That's what that sounds like to me. So maybe it's a sports thing. Maybe. Okay. Uh, sounds like a specific cricket game. Yeah, it sounds like he wants to travel to a specific cricket game. I promise it. Like if the, the beauty of multicultural competencies, you gotta hear it a couple of times, but eventually you'll get there. So it sounds like Swole, you're trying to go see a specific cricket game, which is pretty cool. Nice. nice. Or go to Cuba. Either well, one. Either one. You know. Either one. If we're wrong, please let us. know. I think this would have been a great time to have Han Annie here to. To help us with this, uh, this translation. Uh, next up, we have DJ. They said Iceland. Simply put, Iceland. I agree. That's another destination I would love to visit other than Switzerland. I think my top two are Iceland and Switzerland. And you can tell you can I'm a mountains guy. You can walk Iceland in like four days. I had a friend that did it in grad school. The entire island? It's not that big. Huh. You like it, it's not even like it's like the golden like circle call right? of the yeah it's not even like your call of the wild out there like it's a planned thing where you can like stay in i'm sure they have travel things that'll like book you different hotels or campsites that's actually very you interesting. probably stay for just a week and just go all of place? iceland on foot yeah 100 percent. that's cool not greenland iceland, no, iceland. um punkis says i'd love to visit japan because i really love the history and culture of the country and I also love sushi. I'm not a sushi guy, but I definitely want to go to Japan. Um, oh, I am. The ramen to die for, probably. The, the hard part is, like, I'm a white guy with tattoos, and they don't take too kindly to white people with tattoos. Culturally, they don't like tattoos. So, who knows if I'll be able to experience the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, just have to cover up, I think. Um, Brimhaven, what was the, I'm trying to find a star, hold on. Southwest Brimhaven POE. 
Mock Cat. Uh, next up, hold on, I missed one. Uh, next up, we have Lake. They say the Isle of Syke in Scotland. Did I say that right? The Isle of Syke? Syke? S Y K E. S K Y E. Sky? 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 I don't know. It's a great question. Where's the damn star? I'll do it later. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Who who knows? Uh, we have Mockat next. They say dream vacation would take me to Ireland and Scotland. Also, a bucket list item is to go to uh, Jordan to see Petra. Uh, my wife and I are people that love the history of the place as much as the experience. Scotland and Ireland are 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 big on these lists. People, learn. I'm seeing a trend. Fizzle says it changes with the season. Right now, I'm effing cold. So I would love to be sitting on a beach with a bunch of fresh fruit in Costa Rica. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's, that's, that's true. Like if you're in a colder climate, maybe you want to visit somewhere a little warmer. But like if you're in Florida, send them to the mountains. Like get some snow under your feet. Although 50 degrees in Florida is apparently really cold and they break out their winter gear, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> uh, Doom says... Somewhere deep in the fjords of Norway with a rowing boat, countless encyclopedias, and a log-burning stove. Damn. I never knew I wanted something so bad. <laughs> countless encyclopedias. What, what a dream. Just reading knowledge. Reading, reading things, gaining knowledge with a log-burning stove in a cabin. The man's out here verbalizing the male fantasy. <laughs> Is that the male, like, is that the equivalent to the Roman Empire? This is Bro, my escaping Roman Empire. Bro, will- escaping into the wilderness by yourself with nothing but a canoe and some books to read to be, like, smarter and in your own thoughts? Yeah, 100%. Hell yeah. That's, that's male fantasy material right there. When people ask, what do men want? That is it. Take me there. Take me. Uh, Riley says... How long has my Serp Helm been uncharged? Riley says, I'll mouth L... Amalfi Coast, uh, giving me Catherby vibes. Amalfi Coast. Amalfi? I said that right? Amalfi Coast? Where is that? It's in Italy. I think I've been there. Oh. Is Amalfi Coast Cinque Terre? I may have been there. Tally, <laughs> Tally Morn says in the recording booth, I just joined and heard Florida in 60 degrees. It was freezing my balls off the other week, and it wasn't even below 40. <laughs> Are you in Florida, Tally Morn? I would assume. If you're freezing your balls off in 50 degree weather. Oh, yeah, they are. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, our boy Nate Dog says, a two-month trip to Japan during, my cher- during the cherry blossom season. Uh, rolling, doing a rolling celebration as different parts of the country begin blooming. Wow. That's cool. That'll be fun. I can't, like, having, you know, an actual child in a job that keeps me in place. I can't imagine going somewhere for longer than like a week, but a two month, a two month stay in another country would be, would be a lot of fun. If you're staying in the same place, you can do it. If you're traveling to a bunch of different places, a week is enough because it's exhausting (laughs) to travel or it's not even like a matter of like, Oh, do less time. It's just travel less places. Mm. Uh, Joshua says Japan, baby. Japan. And like 
the other islands in the UK seem to be very popular for people to want to go to. Uh, <laughs> I love this one. The name on this one's hilarious. Oxy, teach me to Tob666 says, oh, always, always thought about touring Germany. Take a train all around and spent time with my cousins that lived over there. Maybe Oxy can come with. Winky face. Oxy, you have a you have a you have a diehard fan here because he didn't even say I know me, like just you, like I'm not going. Yeah, no. Satan bot, yeah, why can't Satan I are tight? That's why. I be there, Satan bot. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> oops. Next up, we have Alex. They say Iceland. Have already been there and seen half the country, so definitely need to go back and see the rest. And they put a little heart eyes emoji on there. My wife went to Iceland like two years ago without me because she had like a, you know, one of her, one of her best friends was like, would you go on a girl's trip with me? She's like, yeah. So I didn't get to go. And I think I couldn't take off work, but I wouldn't want to impede on their, on their fun if it's a girl's trip. And she got to go to Iceland and um, she's like, we have to go. So one day, one day, maybe when the kid's a little older and he can like conduct himself as a human being. Um, we can go see Ireland or Iceland. Uh, let's see. Logan says, as imaginary, an imaginary land where it doesn't take you guys 15 minutes to stumble into something OSRS related. Then when you hold get on, there, hold on, hold that. on. Uh, I don't think <laughs> they can hear that. I know. It's for you. Oh, for me. I'm Continue. thinking I want to read this one. No, I we can leave it out of the episode. We can leave it out. But so it says an imaginary land where it doesn't take you guys 15 minutes to stumble into something OSRS related. And then they have like the little face like emoji. I don't know what you mm-hmm. call that. Uh, then when you get there, it's I've done nothing. As in talking about our our recap. And then we're like, oh, what'd you do in RuneScape? I didn't do anything this week. Screw you, dude. It's my podcast. To the to the guy who says we don't talk about RuneScape, I'm gonna give you the most detailed breakdown of every waking second of Bengo <laughs> in the next week's episode. <laughs> You're gonna wish you did not hear the level of detail. You're like, oh god, this is too much. I, I re- regret, 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 regret. I don't know what I asked. Regret. Uh, next up, we have HP Healer. They say I have so many, but one dream vacation would be to see the Rio de Janeiro, Rio de Janeiro, Rio de Janeiro, brother. Come on, no. It's 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 new to me. Actually, I've never been out of the United States. Uh, it would be to see the Rio. De Janeiro for a month training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That was not that was not fake. I literally just stuttered saying Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Dear Lord, I can read. Um, oh, BJJ. A funny way of showing it, brother. Listen here, you. You get to say cool things like, this so-and-so achieved 99 strength. No hard words there, just 99 strength. You want to take my section? Sure, I'll do it. We're going to start over on this Oxy's one because I need, them, them I need to, to I need to redeem myself. Okay, listen. HP Healer says, 
There's oh come on, there's no way you're trying to redo it. Not, you can edit this out if you want to, but like no, it's staying uh, you in. You know it's not getting edited. You know it's not getting edited out. HP Healer says oh I have so many, God. but one dream vacation would would be to go to. He redo did it again. The, I can't help if if the grammar <laughs> on these is is not where it should be. You don't know this actually, but sometimes I add words to make it make sense. Listen, I I do know that because I I have also had to read responses, and I also know how to read and fill in the blanks. I don't care that you're having trouble with this. I think it's funny that you're like, oh, dude, I got to redo this and not stutter, and then redid it and stuttered again. Okay, guys, that's been a fun (laughs) question. No, I'm kidding. No. I have so many, but one dream vacation would be to go to Rio de Janeiro for a month training Brazilian jiu-jitsu and going to different beaches there and partying with the craziest people. See, I can read. just takes me a minute. Proud of you, King. Iron Chomper says, visit the pyramids and be able to do whatever I want around the area. The pyramids would be cool to see, just like as 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 a side note. They're older than most I've things actually on this heard, entire earth. I've heard the pyramids are a very strange experience because if you look in one direction, there is the only remaining wonder of the world of the, the original seven great wonders of the world. It's the only one that's left, mm-hmm. the pyramids of Giza. If you look in one direction, if you turn around, it's just like Pizza Hut. Yeah. It's just like a strange, yeah. strange kind yeah. of deal. It's like certain angles. It's like isn't bad, but... Yeah. Certain angles you can see the pyramids, but then if you the same like you zoom out a little bit or you change it just a bit, it's like that's modern society right there. Interesting. Um Matt La Sala says Vineyards in Italy. Ooh. I've been. They're good. Yeah. Good content. I, good content with the vineyards. We my wife and I watch this YouTube travel blog couple and they have like They've traveled to Italy, obviously, but like they met an older couple who lives in Italy on one of their excursions and they just became friends with them so much to the fact that like every time they go to Italy, that's who they stay with. And this couple owns a vineyard and like makes their own wine and stuff. And so that's kind of a dream is like go to Italy, meet a, meet a nice older couple who owns a vineyard and just become best friends with them. And every time you visit the country... You know, they take you out to go to eat and they have like Vespas and you just ride around the city. It's cool. Last but not least on Spotify, Brooke70 says, I really want to visit Cerro Gordo one day. Been following his YouTube channel since day one. Road tripping through the USA is something I really want to do as well. Hmm. I don't know who Cerro Gordo is, but. Sounds interesting. And road tripping in the USA, that's an experience. If you're not from the United States, just being able to see so many different cultures and different communities in one road trip, just three or four days across the United States, that would be fun. The Europeans simply do not understand what it is like to drive. Because they'll drive for eight hours and they'll go from like London to Moscow. We'll drive for eight hours and we'll get to like one end of Michigan to the other. <laughs> Facts. Eight hours and you're still like, you haven't even made it to the border in Texas. 
from where you are in Texas, I feel like eight hours in any direction, you're still in Texas from where you are. Yeah. Um, you could go you could go north a bit and you hit you hit Oklahoma pretty quickly. But west, east, and but south. But what's pretty quickly? Uh it's like, like an hour and a half. Oh, is it really that yeah, quick? Yeah, we're okay. we're really close to the to the northern border. But like east, west, and south, eight hours is you don't hit Louisiana in eight hours from where I am at. All right. We have some YouTube replies for the same question. What is your dream vacation destination? Uh, Mandrew says, it depends on who I'd be going with. But for myself, I'm American. I really like to make it to RuneFest one of these years now that they're happening again. Hell yeah. Mandrew, come on out. I follow this come guy on, on Twitter. He's got some pretty he has some pretty solid takes. Ooh, okay. Solid takes on Twitter. Come on out. Come to RuneFest. Come hang. Let's do it. XP Waste Bar Meetup. I think that's happening. We'll talk more about that in the future, but <laughs> that's what we're planning. I mean, that's that's the extent of the plans. Is Michael well, and I like, are going to go know, to a bar and we're going to say what time, what what bar? Uh, we don't know that yet. Round of shots on us or something? I don't know. Uh, Jacob Cross. Uh, Jacob. Next up, we have Jacob. They say Moon Clay Island in the Caribbean, laying on a near empty beach with my family, enjoying the relaxation. Lovely. Here's a question for you. Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean, Oxy? I've always said Caribbean because Pirates of the Caribbean, though I'm pretty sure it's Caribbean. I'm not sure. I think if you're talking about the Pirates, it's Caribbean. But if you're just talking about the actual place, it's Caribbean. That's how I always do it. But I think it's funny that there's just a different way because it's Pirates of the Caribbean doesn't roll off the tongue as good as Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, and finally, for this community question uh, on YouTube, we have Zach. They say, I've been there once, but Hawaii. Amazing weather, good food, and I can chill on the beach or in the water all day. Just remember, if you hear a whistle, there's a shark coming for you, and you need to get out as soon as possible. Good looking out. Good looking out. Thank you guys so much for answering this community question. It's always a pleasure reading your answers. Um, if you'd like to answer this week's question, it will be, what are you most excited about from the winter summit and why is it scurious? <laughs> Rap Rap um, you can do the, the DT two combat achievements come out next week. That's going to be something right there. Okay. And I swear to God, if Blorva is not in the GMs, I'm going to be sad. Well, not that I can do Blorva and not that I have GM. I just think that the Zuckhelm should remain as the prominent challenge for pvmers and old school runescape and if you make the zuck helm but make blorva separate from the zuck helm it kind of it, it takes something away from zuck helm it takes something away from this is the encapsulation of the mastery of combat in this game thank you Ak. except for this bits of blorva <laughs> and sure we'll talk about it next blorva, time blorva's got to be a gm surely surely if you want to answer this week's community question, you can do so on the community question section on Spotify or the pinned comment of this YouTube video. Now I'm going to send it to arguably the most second, the second most handsome co-host to ever graze the ear holes of our listeners, Oxy. That description alone, I think I'm quitting. I, I can't, I can't handle that. 
the second most Anyways. handsome of all time. I think that's really good. Uh, it's the grazing the ear holes. Oh. I think is what did it for me. Um, but yes, it is achievement of the week time. I'm doing a master clue right now. Um, because we need a mimic for the board, and I got a hard clue doing elves. So Ooh. we're gonna go do that. But while I do this master clue, we're gonna do achievement of the week, and it's a big one because, as I'm sure you guys noticed, we did not do achievement of the week last week. So we got quite a few people to shout out, and we have quite a few cool stuff, including the very rare triple triple. So without further ado, combat or skilling, Michael? What are we getting into? Let's do combat. Combat. All right, kicking things off with combat. We have first fire capes again. It's been too long. We've got some first fire capes. We have Mills two zero six. We have Bravo Zupal and. During the episode, during the community question, if you're watching on YouTube and you saw me go like this quietly, SD Glockta also got their first fire cake. Oh, hell yeah. While recording. Live on the pod, baby. In addition, Brett got their first Corrupted Gauntlet KC. Cloudwind got his first Fazani's Nightmare KC. I think I said earlier, I'm like, did Cloud get it now? Because Cloud, I thought like... Cloud is a gamer, and I thought he would have already killed Fazani's Nightmare, but now he has. <laughs> Modern Major General, one of my boys from our last bingo, got his first Zalra KC, and Blaze Fire 420 killed Gauntlet for the first time. Speaking of stuff being done during the show, Bone Owner, while recording, completed the Medium Combat Diaries. Additionally, HP Healer also completed the Medium Combat Diaries. Not while we were recording, but they are done. We have a couple elites this week, King's Val, Parker J, and Gecko, which I believe would have been his coach beard, Iron Man, all got the elite combat diaries. So welcome wow. to the Jad Helm gang, Check that the coolest out. of the Slayer Helms. As far as kits go this week, Lyadora got their Menafite kit by accident because, this is what they said in their post, they did not realize dehydration was on until P2 Warden. They went to heal and their brews weren't working and they accidentally that's got a hit because of it. So that's a W if I've <laughs> ever seen one. Additionally from TOA, Gecko, once again making an appearance in the combat achievement section, got a Missouri crafting kit. There's always, but there's always one that tops them all. There's always one that tops them all for me. Huntsman MT, formerly Huntsman Oss, one of our Australian gamers in the chat, has finally achieved his infernal cape. Enjoy Ooh. the peace that comes with that, Kate, my friend. You're free. Congratulations. Hopping over to the skilling section this week. 819, formerly known as Songer, I'm pretty sure, got 99 cooking, fletching, and herb lore. Suffix, one of my teammates for the upcoming winter weekend, got 99 fire making. Seymour got 99 range. Spari got 99 thieving, cruising his way to max. It's soon. Has he maxed by the time this episode January comes out? January 30th. Uh, what's today? The 27th? So damn near. Yeah, he'll have max. Oh, Congratulations. Yeah, we'll get him next time. We'll get him next week. So next, next week might have a certain shout out. We'll see. Mm -hmm. Saga 7 achieved 99 thieving. Canister Shell achieved 99 smithing. Do you ever play Halo Wars? Halo Wars? Growing no. Up. When you play the original Halo Wars and you got the vehicle depot, there was an upgrade for the Scorpion tank called Canister Shell. And it's one of those sounds that still resonates in my head of the guy going, Canister Shell researched. Mm. So 
Shout out to you for getting okay. 99 smithing. Scratch the scratch the brain for you when you read that. Lots of lots of things scratch my brain these days. Danish deity achieved 99 crafting. Toaster bath achieved 99 herblore. I'm pretty sure you're getting real close to max there too. Rosgin achieved 99 cooking, also part of my winter weekend team. I poop liquids achieved 99 magic. Modern Major General again coming in in the skilling section with 99 farming. Felty Fox achieved 99 hit points. Tanto Tricks achieved 99 fletching. Chaotic Dad Bud achieved 99 cooking. Mini Axe, formerly SOSD3, got 99 construction. De La Hente, the absolute skilling Chad that he is, said, you know what? I'm not going to do one bad skill. I'm going to do two. He got 99 mining and 99 runecrafting in the exact same chat box at the exact same time. Caper achieved 99 magic. Shady achieved 99 magic as well. Let me back up. I think Caper achieved 99 magic, but on this Achievement of the Week document, I wrote Caper got 99 Caper. I think it was magic, though, because <laughs> I think she's in the Wizards Guild. I think. If I'm wrong, Caper, I apologize. I think it's 99 magic. Jay Goose achieved 99 Thieving, and Dildo the Great achieved 99 Smithing. We do have some total level achievements with real crazy having achieved 2K total level and just forgetting. He posted it at like 2007 total level and is like, I didn't even realize. So awesome. <laughs> but just like the Infernal Cape, there is one achievement in the skilling section that tops them all. Bus Go Beep has beeped his way to 99. Beep, beep. Everything. Bus Go Beep has achieved 2277 total level and has maxed their, his old school RuneScape account. Congratulations for the monumental achievement. You can finally play the game. I, I envy you in a way because you no longer have to do mining. And if you do it, it's by choice. So congratulations. Enjoy your new cape. Enjoy having to reset all your bank tabs with all your new capes. Very proud of you for that achievement. <laughs> Closing achievement of the week with the triple triple. My boy, my teammate, modern major general, got his quest cape as well. Hell yeah. An appearance in all three categories, skilling combat in miscellaneous, is is the triple triple, the triple double, whatever we call it. We don't see it very often, and we love when people do it. So congratulations to you, General. Additionally, Vespolar, or is is it Vespolar or Vespolar? I don't know. One of the Aussie boys, though, I'm pretty sure, also got their quest cape. Huge. We do have some more capes this week. Braw Dog got his diary cape, and Bus Go Beep said, oh shit, I didn't realize how close I was to a music cape. Let me just go grab that real quick and got a music cape. That is Achievement of the Week. If you achieved something awesome and want to show us, head over to discord.gg forward slash OSRSTNL. You could post about whatever you want. A max cape, an infernal cape, a quest cape, a fire cape. It doesn't have to be a cape. Capes generally signify... Capes really are a big thing in this game, aren't they? Um, but it doesn't have to be a cape. Any level up, we're all for it. Um, people, I think someone posted like... 59 attack and 68 strength the other day. Mm. People are hitting like a thousand total level 100 quests completed. So like literally every achievement is notable for the levels and achievements channel. 
go look at that. Go check that out. It's it's the place to be. We also have a variety of other channels that are always bumping. It's a bit of a quiet Saturday afternoon. Um, it's a bit of a quiet Saturday afternoon. There's only a couple people in the various voice chats, but you know we got bingos going on, and we have an event coming up this weekend. So the winter weekend. So people are probably biding their time. Normally we record but on Sunday. And we also normally record on Sunday, yeah. So it's a Saturday afternoon. Maybe people won't be showing up till later tonight. In any case, though, it is time, folks, for the final section of this podcast episode. Michael, my friend, do you have a fun question for us this week? Yes. I found one. Okay. I got it. I had to look at the fun question section. In the Patreon, I mean, in the, yeah, the Patreon section Discord, our boy Nate Dog. We always say our boy Nate Dog. I don't. Like, that's the thing that you started. You called him my boy, Nate Dog. And I'm just like, well, he's my boy, too. He's my boy. He's my boy, too. But uh, Nate Dog, is, again, it feels weird not saying my boy or like our boy, Nate Dog. Um, Nate Dog said earlier this month, you were teleported to an alternate timeline where RuneScape was made as a Dark Souls game. And all enemy attacks are dodgeable. And if they miss, if they miss you, and the prayer system is removed. Which bosses or encounters would be the most fun or the most unfun? Vorkath would probably be pretty lit. Okay, so I've Vorkath never played Dark Souls. Probably be pretty lit. So that's that's kind of where I'm struggling with it. Uh, just not a ton with this question. I'm, I I can understand the mechanics, but. Uh, which ones would be the most fun to play? I think, I think like one-on-one encounters would be just that much more engaging. Like imagine doing barrows where it's not just like a, you fight this guy, he attacks you, you attack back. Like what if, what if Aram did actual damage or casted more than just like uh, confuse spells on you? What if he was running around the room and he and he barraged you, and then you couldn't move to attack him. And you can bring range or whatever, but like, what if those mechanics were just more engaging? Um, a lot of the combat in this game is literally just stand there and fight, which makes it hard to 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 pick because they're all kind of boring when you think about it. One on one encounters, at least, not all of them. There are mega- there are engaging mechanics like Scurious. Uh, is is this is this where my boy is mistaking training Slayer with? PDM I think so. Again? Actually, I'm sorry. Don't do that, Michael. I'm Come sorry. on. Uh, yeah. Um, it's hard for me to to talk about PVM questions because I'm like, yeah, Zuck is cool. Never been to Zuck. I I think Vorkath would make a very fun, very engaging, um, very engaging fight because I'm almost like yeah, Dark Souls, but also like kind of like Monster Hunter esque too for Vorkath. Like that would be a lot of fun. Um, I think that that'd be that'd be super cool. You know what boss fight would suck? Zalra. There's nowhere to go. Huh. A boss that can infinitely get on any side of you. And create area of effect damage that's attacking you. How do you oh, like? True. Do you dodge that? Do you block that? And you have to have <clears throat> a long range, like a halberd, 
or some sort of like bow or something to take down Zalra. Zalra would suck in a Soulsborn style. Crayola says Hunliff. Hunliff is perfect for Soulsborn style combat. That would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I wonder what, because I feel like like Dark Souls is applicable to like like I feel like next would be a Dark Souls style boss. Whisperer could probably be a Dark Souls style boss. But when you think of something like Jad, right? Could you imagine how crazy Triple Jad would be in like a Monster Hunter style gameplay? Where you're like jumping on their back and shit and they're like attacking each other and damaging each other oh, wow. while fighting. Yeah. Like that would be insane. <clears throat> That'd be so cool. It would be cool. Or you do take it. Like, I don't know how large enemies are handled in Souls games. Um, so that's why I, I don't I don't have that experience. But you know, being able to like roll out of the way and like find weak spots or manipulating the environment in such a way you force a weak spot to show up, mm. that'd be super cool. I think <clears throat> my most Soulsborne like game, and I know people are going to get pissed off because it's not a Soulsborne game. It's Souls like the Jedi Survivor, Jedi Fallen Order stuff. It's got that same dodge block kind of combat. It's it's less dodge heavy because you can parry with a lightsaber. Um, but I'm thinking like those kinds of combat encounters for most bosses could be a lot of fun or again monster hunter style combat hmm. I, i'm realizing now i don't play many and play many games other games well i play games <laughs> duh but like i don't play like my extent of combat is like halo recently more like Baldur's gate and runescape like i don't play a lot of games that are like button mash you're having to dodge and fight enemies in a one-on-one encounter like i don't i guess that's this question is hard for me because i don't play those types of games and i haven't really Vard ever would them. be good Vard dorvis would be good Vard would be kind of cool Vard would be good you know who'd be stinky duke duke would be stinky as, as souls born jedi survivor monster hunter combat duke would have to move <laughs> you're attacking a wall <clears throat> that sounds stinky yeah Leviathan seems horrifying to try to fight that way. Um, oh, Venonatus would be super cool. You have to like dodge the talons or the, the webs and stuff. That'd be mm. super fun. Yeah. Any boss that is like stationary would be kind of stinky. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if Zuck would be possible because it's just what you do in the Inferno is just hide behind a shield and shoot. <laughs> That's literally all you would do, I feel like. Unless it was like RS3 style suck. But. Nice. Sorry I couldn't answer this question a bit better. Maybe I just need to play more. Like, I, maybe I actually do need to go through like Elden Ring or, or Dark Souls. And just do, do a playthrough of that type of game. Because I've not done it. I don't know if I hate it. I don't know if I love it. We just, I just don't know. Who really knows? Thanks Nate Dog for the Aye. question. I'm going to throw it back to our. The most handsome co-host. There to ever have graced the ear holes of this community. Again with the holes. Me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take us out now. Come on. You gotta take us home. <laughs> take us home. All right, X2 Racers. It's been a pleasure. Um <laughs> Yeah. Thanks. Anyway, we have YouTube, oh we God. have TikTok, we have Instagram. Um 
you can follow us on all of those. I, I think part of this new content strategy that we discussed during the break, I'm going to start posting on Instagram more often. I used to do it every week, but I kind of fell off doing it. And I think maybe some people liked it and it was a great reminder to, to engage with us. And like, if you guys wanted to comment about the episode and we could have discussions in the comments and stuff, we can do that. So I'm going to start posting on Instagram at XPUAce Podcast. I want to start posting more on TikTok because I think that's fun. So try and follow us on all of our socials. We don't have a Facebook, so don't even look. It's not there unless somebody made a group and I'm unaware, but don't do that either. Um, like and comment on this YouTube video if you are on YouTube and maybe subscribe. We had just hit 2K subscribers, which is, which is fun. Um, we have plushies that we got from the Summer Summit, and we're going to start giving these away but we haven't figured out how. So stay tuned for figuring out how we're going to give them. Maybe we'll do like a YouTube comments thing to where if you comment on the YouTube and you're subscribed, we'll like roll a random commenter. That's yeah, always fun. That could be fun. Um, so maybe next week we'll start that since next week is like the our first episode in February. And I want to do these like once a month, but uh, that's going to do it for the episode guys. Uh, we love you very much. Thank you for, letting us talk and you guys listen as always um, we'll see you next week bye bye